Okay, we're back again with a couple weeks after Tempest at this point, week and a half since Tempest. Um, something like that, is it? Yeah, week and a yeah. half. Yeah. So we've got three of us this week. Unfortunately, Mark is earning some money out walking the streets as he does. Uh, buy whatever filth it is. Well, I know hanging, hanging around those street corners. I know exactly what filth he's buying. He's already sending me pictures of it. But I'm not going to ruin this podcast by speaking about that nonsense. So, <laughs> join this week instead. We have, we have the other two members. We've got Miss Cara Newby. Hello. And Mr. Andy Pennington. Yo, yo. So, all three of us were at Tempest. Well, all four of us were. Well, four of us were, yes, but, and, you know, he's not here. He's, he's being a bad, bad man right now. He's not. He's, he's earning money. Um, Tutoring the youth of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but... He's been a better man than all of us, really, when you think about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, we thought we'd just, we'd just cover Tempest. We went over me and Andy's list last time, but we'll quickly recap then we start but yeah Cara what did you take oh we're starting with me are we um yeah why not (laughs) (laughs) okay um well I took my new gargants um because I've been sitting on the project for quite some time and there were a huge sort of painting conversion project that I was effectively waiting for a bigger tournament to break out um so the list I took was King Barad, um, two Beast Smashers, and a Kraken Eater um, in the Smasher tribe. Um, it's interesting because you, you you rarely see an, a list without a Gate Breaker. I know, I know. Well, my idea was that, I mean, the way I've converted them in, well, pretty much anyway, I can have them whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I was thinking that I'd probably see quite a lot of um, monsters, mostly incarnates. So I thought two beast smashers would come in handy for shutting that. There down. was there was a lot of incarnates there. There, there, there was a lot. Um, <laughs> I never faced a single one, <laughs> but I did face quite a few monsters. So as you'll yeah. find out later, um, my general was one of the beast smashers. And she had Seas Green, which means like once a battle she could have a four up ward against more wounds in any phase, which is mm-hmm. handy. Um, and she had the glowy shield of protectiness, so any rend ones were rend zero, and she bounced back more wounds on sixes. I think that happened about twice. I always forget about the bounce back on that uh, shield. Over B Smasher had the mantle of tusks and horns, which as again a once per battle thing, but it's once per battle in a combat phase, you can add plus one to hit army wide, which is huge for Gargans. That is massive. Yeah. Um, and the Kraken Eater had a pouch of null dust because magic, yes. Yeah. Well, I think. A question that would come up later in the game, but did you manage to combo the plus one to hit and the plus one rend together? Uh, yes, turns. I'm pretty certain I did, yeah. Yeah, that's just a brutal turn. You give everyone plus one rend, and then everyone plus one to hit as well. And I think one of, like, 
some at least well obviously one of my gargants probably had um finest hour on as well so they had plus one yeah. wound as well <laughs> and, and titanic jewel yeah titanic so jewel, so i was counteracting any minuses to hit which i probably was getting because i was slamming people around all over the place <laughs> fantastic so well we'll just we'll dive into your Game one, and we'll we'll recap me and Andy's list before our games one as well. But we'll we'll start with you with your initial game. Okay. Well, my first game was against uh, Mr. Sean McKechnie of um, um, Northern Invasion fame. Fame. He's been on the channel a few times. He's been on the yeah. Well, the various recent bat rep is the one was one of the ones from the the Friday before Tampa. So you would see Sean's list in that video. Yes. Um, he had like it was another Mega Gargans. He had one um, Stomper, War Stomper yeah. with a club, um, and like eleven Littles. <laughs> yeah. So there's three units of threes and the two singles. Um, it was good fun, and he's a great opponent. Lovely, lovely man. Uh, unfortunately, I did very bad things to him. <laughs> I think, sadly, that's the story of, of Sean's weekend. <laughs> but in all fairness, we were playing the... Um, the first game was the one that's got the pulse, the geomantic yeah, pulse. Yeah, geomantic pulse, yeah. Um, and he got the chance to pick between going first or second on that second turn, and he went to go first because he didn't want to give me a double. Fair enough. Um but I think he should have picked second because then I got to put the pulse behind three of my megas and he just yeah, couldn't he just... get to it. So he was playing on the back foot right from the, the get-go, really. Mm-hmm. And while while he could take down one of my megas, and I think he did end up taking down a couple, um, once he started losing his littles, that was it. Yeah. Couldn't get around. Um but it was a good fun game, and there was lots of monstrous actions going off everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite hard to track, actually, because there's just so many. <laughs> well, yeah, especially since the Beast Smashers can do two against monsters. Yes. <laughs> um, but because there wasn't little people running around, we couldn't get a few of the battle tactics. Yeah. And there wasn't yeah. any mages, and there wasn't this, that, and the other, so we were quite short on battle tactics but i did end up winning him winning against him quite a lot um when the swing happened it, it happened big so. mm-hmm. yeah once once you can lift enough of those littles there's just not enough left in the list no no there wasn't um, but still good fun and great guys yes. and starting off in a win starting strong mm-hmm. very cool you don't get stronger than megas <laughs> well mightier makes right here as they say. I have to say as well, I do far prefer to see four four megas on a table than anything else when it comes to gargants. <laughs> it's this, it was so weird because my army is usually about 200 models strong. Yeah. <laughs> Going to four. <laughs> it was very strange. <laughs> I got all the game turns done. <laughs> very good. Very strange. All right, Andy, what did... I... Well, do you want to quickly recap just your list briefly. Yeah, that's a very quick recap. So we spoke about this last time, but um, yeah, yeah, my I I was taking Seraphon, went for the very magic heavy, mortal output list, uh, the Fangs of Sotek uh, one, um, 
uh, it's very, very few in the units. You know, you had two units of 10 skinks and mm -hmm. a unit of guard, and the rest is just wizardy heroes. So, you you know, you've got Croak, you've got a Slan, you've got... I had two Starseers, um, and I had an Astrolith with an Arcane Tome as well, you know. Mm -hmm. So just a maximum amount of... Um, of casting there um, and to generate those points. Yeah. Um, just yeah. So, like, you know, this was this was a chance for me to kind of flex that just list a, one a little key bit. Unit you're missing from that rundown there, I think. I didn't hear you speak. Oh, about. sorry. There is a key unit. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so that might be the shame taking over me there. No, no. The the incarnate. Yeah, as well uh, as my anvil, <laughs> um, uh, which which did turn out to be, I would argue, critical in this list. I like, think for that critical. list, you need it. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you want that yeah, list without it. Was. Um, and, and a couple of interesting ways I'll, I'll explain later. But um, but yeah, so so game one, um, uh, well, I, I was drawn against Zinch, which initially I was like, oh, I don't know about this because potential a lot of unbinding there against me. But also, if I, I if I unbind, I get him, I get points as well. You know, so like I was thinking, mm, could be actually not too bad, depending. Yeah, and if you unbind him, he doesn't. He doesn't summon. So it's yes. So it could have. It could have been either way. However, controversially, uh, a matter of what could be described as minutes before the start, <laughs> uh, I actually got paired with Null Myriad OBR instead, which <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I had. I had in my head two armies that I wasn't sure about playing. One was Zinch, and the other was one thousand percent OBR Null Myriad, and that's what I got. So it was always going to be interesting. Um, Disappointingly, I lost. I lost the game, <laughs> perhaps unsurprisingly, but disappointingly, I actually think I could have got there with it. And I, I think um, to explain why, I think I, I played you and my opponent, who was great fun to play against, um, uh, a good lad. Um, and uh, we, you know, he, he, we, the geomantic pulse. He was, he was, he was doing everything right in his side. You know, he was pushing things forward and taking objectives and so on. Um, but uh, he, um, what I tried to do was screen out my skinks and hold them up, and I threw my incarnate forward, and held up uh, Catacross, a unit of Immortus, uh, Immortet Guard, sorry, and uh, and uh, his wizard, and everything was going to plan because the pulse was moving across. It was going to start. He got points early, but then it was going to start racking up lots more points for me because I had everything else kind of screened yeah. out. And yeah. So everything was going to plan, and then I made a fatal mistake. I made the mistake of looking at my primal dice and thinking, oh, I better save that for Blizzard, instead of realizing that the single most important thing at that moment was to keep that Karnat alive and mm -hmm. feed it an endless spell. I Because what then happened was I went to cast my two endless spells, and they both got unbound. And, um, and then I got doubled. So in that yeah. turn, my Incarnate was taken down, and then the following turn he took it out. Mm -hmm. By taking that, if that incarnate stayed there, it was going to pin all of that stuff there for the duration of the game, and all I needed to do was continually feed in endless spells. Um, it didn't matter. So it's a gamble though, feeding endless spells. If you fail that roll, you go down a level. It, it is. Do but I mean, considering you, it's tempting to save for that blizzard because the blizzard's so nice, but at the same time, if you're scoring, that's what wins you the game. Yeah, you know, if that blizzard had kind of, if I had done a, a, a heroic action teleport and then. Blizzard and Catacross, it could have it could have changed the game as well. But so I was. Uh, but anyway, it, it was just a one of those learning points where I realise now that the primal dice are not for Blizzard <laughs> or for 
rupture, whatever it is, they are for the thing that you most need them for at that given yeah. time. And that will might likely be something else. In that moment, it was the endless spell. That lost me the game. Ewan as well admitted that if it wasn't for that, it probably... Well, it, it, it was still maybe 50-50, but it was a much better chance it would have gone my way because I, mm -hmm. I, I had everything was going to plan. So a bit of a disappointing loss because the others were stacked against me on that one. Um, it didn't do any damage magic-wise. Like it was the literal two-up for everything was was saving everything. Yeah, so, you know, it was never going to be about that. It was about generating those points and uh, and screening out to stop him taking objectives. So slightly disappointing, but you know what? It was it was an extremely valuable lesson learned, which I'm glad I did because going into one of the following games... I'll talk about later. I then didn't make the same mistake, and it and it really worked out for me. So, um, I'll I'll come to that later. But um, yeah. So how did you get on, Grant? So yeah, I took the the ogre list I mentioned before. So it's it's Thunderbellies, which gives the Mornfangs one in charge, um, and then it's just a Frost Lord, two units of four Mornfang, two twos of Mornfang, and the aforementioned incarnate of horribleness. Um, I was the yeah. Elf Farmhammer one, not taking an incarnate. You were, you were, because Mark also had one. But an incarnate's better than a second Frost Lord, and yeah, I'm pretty convinced I'll die on that hill. Uh, I don't think I would ever change this particular version of the list. Uh, so I had grudged uh, Reese, the resident Treebeard, because I'd never played him because he goes up the tournament tables and I go down them. And I, w I, want, I wanted to, to, to get the full tree beard, and boy, did I get the full tree beard. 40 minutes, <laughs> and I was tabled. <laughs> the, the, the tree fisting. It, it, it was. It was a brutal, spiky tree fisting. Um, looking at the... Looking at the... The, 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 the scoring and the turn, the turn patterns on the Tabletop Battles app, I lost every priority roll. <laughs> I got first turn prior and then went and then lost every turn preceding then. And I managed to score two battle tactics. Uh, I held, I think, three objectives over the course of the game and got a whopping seven points, two Treebeards, 31. <laughs> uh, yeah. I knew it would be tough. Like, Seraphon as not Seraphon at all, Sylvaneth is a matchup I've struggled with no matter what army I play. And sadly, it wasn't my only Sylvaneth of the weekend. Mm. Yeah, they just, their, their ability to not engage with combat armies makes them incredibly difficult to deal with as a combat army. Because you go, okay, well, the Incarnate stops retreating, but Strike and Fade isn't a retreat. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't actually so, twig that. I didn't twig that. No. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, a problem <laughs> for the army. But, yeah, it, it was it was what I expected. Um, it gave me plenty of time to walk around and see what else was going on. And it was the only game of mine that actually went that quickly. And previously, in the, the previous books, I've not ran BCR for a while. That I found that a lot of my games went about forty minutes to an hour either way, but this was to this tournament. I actually felt I was playing five rounds almost all the time, um, which was good. It was good to see. Yes, mm -hmm. um, definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be with them. But yeah, that was that. That was that was rough. 
<laughs> there's not much to say. I mean, if anyone here, anyone listening, has played race, you know it's a phenomenal, great game. But he knows <laughs> that army unbelievably well, and oh, just, inside and out. I mean, there's very few answers for that. You go, you yeah. go, what does this list do? There's nothing here, and then you see it in action. You go, okay, it does everything. I can't stop any of it. But what answers you do have for that, what, what answers there are for a list like that, you didn't have, I yeah. don't think, you know. No. Yeah. Shutting like, down the overgrown, you know, like um, using proximity to eradicate teleport, all that kind of stuff. You just didn't, you didn't have that no. in your list, so. No, I absolutely didn't. Um, there was yeah. nothing that I could really do. I mean, I I charged in, lifted like most of his his tree tree revenants, but then I couldn't catch him again after that to lift any of the actual damaging units. Right. Like he just was able to strike and fade away. Yeah. And lifting. And the ogres, they're not the most resilient of armies. And Durfu can just lift units mm. whole field. Oh yeah. But yeah, that that was my round one. Um you know, happy enough. I didn't really want to win round one. I don't like winning round one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, if you're not good, if you're, like because I'm never wanting the the five and zero. Oh, I never want to be against the big boys early. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a strategic grudge to to take a loss early is uh, is the way to go. <laughs> I see. Okay. I see your plan. Indeed. <laughs> and then we had lunch. It was a new lunch. Which was a nice change, yep. I thought. It was. It was. Uh, something different. Yeah, although I, I was still, I, my game was, was running on and on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, I, I missed the kind of vegetarian initial queue. I think they went in first. So I came in near the end and was kind of getting the, the scrapings. And I said to Steve, look, Steve, come on. I, I'm not going to have the kebab meat and, and all the donor or whatever and the yeah. chicken. Can I get some extra... Can I get some extra like pakora and onion rings and stuff mm-hmm. just to make up for it? I swear in my life, that lad handed me over one shriveled onion ring. On my plate. <laughs> one, one. He's like, why didn't you come for the vegetarian queue? I was like, I was still, I was still in the game. I was still trying to finish it up. Yeah. One shriveled onion ring. Thanks, Steve. I salute yeah. you, you legend. Sure. <laughs> sure, <Steve>. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> man, but happy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have been grumpy about something and got and you got the brunt of it. No uh, doubt. You know what? You know what? That'll that'll learn me for not finishing my games faster. So Well, yeah. there you go. We'll, yeah. we'll get you a we'll get you a t shirt. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, so next up is game two and it is Nexus Collapse. Yes. We'll just keep the same order going, I think. Keep it nice and I knew, simple. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> As I'm scrolling to... The, ah, yes. Yeah. No, I, because it was on random tables, rather than yes. always sort of staying, I was like shunted all the way down to table 17, even though I won. Um, I do like the I, random tables, just as an aside. Sorry? I do like random tables. So, I kind so of do, do I, as well. I, I, I think it means that you're not always, even if you are doing well or you are doing badly, it means you're not always stuck on the same scenery, all the same things. It it gives you. I mean, mm. the worst, the worst, the worst was if you're doing badly, then you get put on a table that's got awful scenery for your army, as in whether mm. it's too big or too small, and then you just end up staying on it because of the table, because of your wins and losses. That's yeah. horrible. Or if you're on table one 
and you say you get there game three and you're going to be there games three, four, and five, and you're just playing on the same table the whole time. And if it's if it's good for you, you just have a massive advantage for your next few games. So oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the random tables. Um, yeah, I was playing against a Mr. Ian Howard. Um, he was playing Blades of Corn, Baneful Lords. Yeah. I've not played against the new Blades of Corn. Um, it was an awful lot of Bloodthirsters and big things, or monsters, as it's also known. So I was quite <laughs> happy. Beast um, Smashers. Yeah, it, I think he said it was only his, like his second game with them or something as um, as a faction because mm-hmm. um, it's a new book. So um, we we did have to look up a few things um, during um, yeah. and just you know like correct each other and things just for like ranges of certain stuff and so that that was all good. Um, but we. Um, I don't think he respected how much damage a gargant can do into littles. He, he screened a lot to start off with. Um, and let's see, I can't remember. Yeah, he was like 12 drops. So I, I gave him the first turn. And he didn't really move out much. Mm-hmm. Um, because effectively, I was kind of looking for the double. Um, but then I moved. But he, he moved out and screamed with his blood reavers that he had, and some of his flesh hounds came out to cert- pick up certain objectives. And then my megas just went in and slaughtered them. Yeah. Um, which, of course, gave him, like, resilience. points. Um, uh, but he didn't manage to screen off the bigger things enough, or hammer down on my megas enough to actually take them out in one turn so i managed to sort of like flip the tables on him and take out a few of his blood forces we got into a big old brawl down below a large central piece of terrain that was taking up most of the center of the board um and i was doing an awful lot of like slamming him over the top of me and headlocking him and (laughs) that and the other and just just taking out lots of the um benefits he could call on and trying to get things out of range um and to the fact of actually on i think the third turn with my kraken eater i managed who there's a kraken eater and a beast smasher together and they were fighting against two of his um, bloodthirsters and scarbrand um and i managed there was one of the um bloodthirsters that had the minus one something or i think it was minus one to hit or or something like that yeah um but i'm it was almost dead so i managed to just basically body slamming it over in the monstrous actions and just kill it that way <laughs> oh glorious so, so i killed it with a body slam which i just felt very oh, happy about. That is, god that that's so good <laughs> it's just epic this is why you take gargants because we're yeah. slipping around in giant wrestling moves um and then suddenly then that same gar- gargant finished off his other blood first during melee because I got to go first because I headlocked it and things, so we were both mm-hmm. kind of going second. Um, Scarbrand, I think, whiffed a little bit and things. And no, it, it was it was a good game. I think I he's still new to the actual hobby. I think so. I was kind of showed him a few little tricks by using them against him um, <laughs> of like 
the way it's sort of just shuffling down a line with pylons and things like that. And then, of course, you've got three-inch reach with Gargans. So even though he thought Scarbrand was safe at one point, I managed to pile down a line of dogs that he'd put there and get in range and then just smash Scarbrand in one go instead of hitting the dogs. Yeah. Things like that. And it just it just kind of crumbled for him after that. So it was quite a resounding victory. Good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. So, uh, man was, of the match for that gargant that, that did the that took out oh, the two. I, oh, he, oh, oh, she, she was amazing. I, 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 lo- I love the um, taking the crack and eating there because you're so sure on battle tactics, and there's quite a few objectives that are just outside your territory in this new GHB. Just getting to one of those. And then kicking it back in, or kicking it slightly out, and then kicking it back in—it's mm-hmm. just great. It, you just need to provide yourself with extra battle tactics because a lot of them are just so difficult. Which is they good. Are. I like it. It's good if it was the same for everyone. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's the caveat in that. <laughs> if it was even and it was difficult for most people, then it'd be brilliant. Yes. Sadly not. No, no. There's some armies out there that can. Just do them without even trying. Yeah, so I'll discuss that yeah. in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, so yeah, Andy. Yeah, um, I had Mark's uh, slaves to darkness for my second game. I was going into that feeling reasonably. I played I played slaves to darkness a few times, and although I don't think you can underestimate them, I kind of felt reasonably okay about it. The battle plan was reasonably good for me as well. Um, I think what I did I did win that game. I think what went against Mark was he got quite hemmed in at the very start because it was the diagonal deployments in the quarters. I could see that he had there was a piece of terrain on the very corner and he had to come out either side of it. And I thought, okay, so I I, I threw my my incarnate up early as I was probably gonna do anyway, but I think where he might he might feel differently, but where my from my perspective across the table, it looked a little bit like he was just a bit too nervous about engaging the gargant. He was holding everything back. He wasn't sure what to do about it, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was kind of edging forward, but because of that, he probably wasted a turn doing that. And then um, finally decided to kind of push forward a little bit. And I then pivoted and shoved the, the incarnate the totally other way, locked in several units into it and held them there. Um, by this point, he did start to move his Chosen forward, but I had racked up enough points to summon a Bastilladon, so I brought that in and just kind of held that up against them as well. To be fair, he, he did uh, initiate the sort of once-a-game fight again, Yeah. and he comp- he, he really whiffed badly on it. It wasn't so much that he whiffed badly on it, but I spiked amazingly on my save with the Bastilladon and kept it Yeah, alive. and if he's not going to get, if he's not rolling enough sixes to get enough mortals into the Bastilladon, it's just yeah. going to tank. He, 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 did, he didn't really, I don't think. And then he did get a lot of hits on it, though, and I just mm-hmm. really, the two up save, mm-hmm. I just yeah, really, well. I saved everything. I didn't roll a single one. You know, it was only, I think, I only, he only had minus one. And I had all the defense, so like I didn't roll a single one and saved yeah. it all on a second. So like it was kind of it just pinned him there. And by this point, I think it was just it was just too too much for him to catch up. But I do think it was 
probably because of that that incarnate just putting the fear of God like what what do I do with this you know that probably did it um so have you ever faced one before because there's always that fear on that sort of thing I, I don't you know don't... actually I didn't I didn't ask him or at least I don't remember asking him but I, I think uh you know that way where I could see he was he was triple questioning even simple moves with his with his screens and uh, like so mm -hmm. I, I I I I suspect maybe not but I don't know maybe he had but either way it did this it did one of the other benefits of the incarnate, which is just making people question their own plan, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. like and, and yeah. Yeah, so like um, so I was quite happy about that. So yeah, eked, eked out the win on that. It, well, it was I think it was a fairly decent win, but it was um, yeah, that that was really the sum of the game. I don't think there was much memorable about it other than other than kind of just getting stuck in the center of the, the mm. board and bogging everything and down. So like the thing with the incarnate is, and I've, I've run one quite a lot. So I ran it, well, I ran it last year, I ran it this year. It can often do zero damage. Like, yeah, it can. It's theoretically got quite a lot of damage, but it's it's a tar pit more than a damage deal. A hundred percent, it is. Yeah, and yeah, people absolutely. are. I think a lot of people worry on. Oh, this is going to kill anything. It's like, well, there's a good chance it'll kill a medium monster, sure, but like a big unit with a decent save, unless you get the big hits through, you're probably not going to do that much. Well, this is the thing. You need to kind of. I suppose if you rupture it, you know, like then you've got the plus one to hit, and well, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can reroll the charges, okay. and you can I run in charge. So incarnate, let's just caveat the incarnate with this. Mine is completely honest. Mine, yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine behaved itself. I played an honest incarnate in this tournament too. I didn't rupture it every single time, but I think when you do that, then all of a sudden you're, <laughs> yeah, you're I like uh, that every single time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think if you if you do it, then you know you're you're presenting a different kind of incarnate to them, and it can actually do damage. Yeah. But but you're right, absolutely right. My view on it is is like the most big the biggest benefit is locking stuff down in board control, really, rather mm -hmm. than I mean, it just so happens it can slap when it needs to. But um, I think if you're an opponent as well against it, I, I do understand the difficulty of not of going into it because you oh, can yeah. lose whatever you put into it. You can do that if it's by you know if it so. Uh, you you need to kind of choose what you're putting into it quite carefully, and I think that's where Mark maybe got a little bit bogged down. And so, if you don't do 18 wounds to it, or do enough that it levels down, you've done no damage to it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's so the thing. Got, it's something of value. That you've you got like. something reasonably tough, reasonably hard hitting, and those things you don't really want to lose. You know, no. or yeah. something that you can also just tighten bog it down in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As yeah, with yeah. Um, Beasts of Chaos, I've put in a couple of gold chariots and just left it, and it took it about two or three turns to get rid of them. Yeah, because right. if you start splitting your attacks, there's no guarantee you're going to manage yeah. to do stuff. The tar pit can work it. both ways, <laughs> like it can, yeah. so yeah. I mean, so. I don't know if it can, can it retreat from combat? I don't... No, don't think so. I don't think so I don't I think it, it there's no retreating course. regarding the no, just flat no retreat. Yeah, I think so. Right, so it can't retreat either. So yeah, if you pin that down with something. In some ways it's kinda like megas as well. They are more of a target than damage dealers. They really are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was my game. It was it was fast. Uh, well it was fairly fairly quick, but it, I think we ended up talking out in the end. But I think, uh, yeah, it was a good game, though. Mark is a great opponent. Very, very nice guy to play against, actually. I really enjoyed playing against Mark. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, if you're under the domination range of the unit, it's just you cannot retreat. 
yeah. And as it's under its own domination range, then no, it can't retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So that's that's, that's the way I understood itself. it. So. Yeah. Sorry? It dominates itself. It does. It mm. does. Wow. Jeez. That's, that's a new... It's yeah. a whole new niche. It is. It is, yeah. Or is it, though? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question, actually. I'll retract no, it. Not um, not <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is, company. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yourself... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I finally got an opponent I wanted to play for a while in this matchup. We often ended up side by side on tables or finishing within a few places of each other. So it's, it's a surprise we hadn't played until now. But I got to play the lovely Gary Marshall of Dark Fantastic Mills fame. Uh, and I say lovely, apart from those goddamn cockatrice. <laughs> <laughs> Which will actually linked into our last episode where we speak about how you should always ask your opponents stuff before the game. Now, Gary was right. He asked me, do, do I know what his things do? I said yes, because I remember what they used to do and didn't realize they'd changed. And it cost me pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you think you know what something does, sometimes you want to make sure. And you never asked your girlfriend, who knows the new basic chaos book? Well, no, but I just, I just, I never questioned that they had changed. Like, I was like, they're cockatrice. They do mortal wound shooting. Like, that was their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not their thing anymore. Their new thing is absolutely horrible. <laughs> do tell. I'm very curious. <laughs> we, we, will, we will get to it very quickly because it, it undoes, it undoes uh, a, a plan I had very early on in this game. So, yeah, it's... He's a uh, guy who's playing Nurgle. Uh, he's always pretty much played Nurgle. I don't think he occasionally pushes about Seraphon sometimes, but um, so he had what did he have? He had, he had a heap of Blight Kings, he had a unit of Rottmeyer, he had Orgots, the fighty of the Magath Lords, and some other uh, two Cockatrice and the hero that can bring stuff on from reserve. So he, he kept some stuff. He kept some stuff off and on. Um, obviously, he kept back what's a unit of blind kings, and and I got another hero. Yeah, the Lord of Plagues and a Lord of Blights, I think. One of them and and got rid. So he, he kept them off the side, deployed everything else, and I gave him a turn because I've I've got a fairly. It's an obvious plan, in my opinion, for this mission, but it's one I tend to stick to in turn one, which is if I kind of give the turn away and make a point of scoring one less than my opponent so I get to choose which objectives disappear. Which is what I did. He he took the turn, he scored the five points, and I went second, and I made made a show of only scoring four points so that I could make sure that I could remove two objectives next turn. Um... And in the turn, I, I think it was I think it was straight from turn one. I was in the combat, or no, maybe it was turn. I think I was quite no, I was super cagey turn one. That's what it was. Um, just quickly grabbed the points, and then um, played for the double and got it. Now there was why. So if the mission is obviously if you look at the objectives from left to right, the way I started removing them was I just removed the two leftmost objectives turn one. The reason for that was even the, as where a lot of Gary stuff was deployed there, bar what my incarnate was holding up in the middle. But he'd also brought on his gut rot 
and other units on the left side of the table as well. So he'd commit heavy to that side, and then I just removed all the scoring from that side of the table. Yeah, being Nurgle's not that fast, so no, yeah. it was gonna it was gonna be a problem for him to catch up as 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 time went on, and then so I've got my incarnate in combat. Uh, it's almost yeah, it's it holds stuff up, and I charge in my stonehorn. So charge him in, does a few mortal wounds to the the Blight Kings. I think I I don't think I even kill one. Uh, then I do the Stonehorn Rampage thing, so dance around, do a few more mortal wounds, and then I place myself beside the cockatrice. Now, for the life of me, I can't remember if I was in range of the cockatrice before I did the Monstrous Rampage. So it's entirely possible this was a very avoidable situation. But what the cockatrice now does is it does mortal wounds to you at the start of the combat phase on a four up, I think. I think it's still a four up. Yeah, yes, four up D3. Now, if you take any of those mortal wounds, you're hitting on sixes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that lovely in addition. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. So, yeah, he did like two mortal wounds to me. And I saved one and failed the other one. Or he did three. Oh, I, I God. One of the mortal wounds he did, but there was more than one went through. So, yeah, that Stonehorn was hit on sixes. <laughs> and if you'd known cool. that, you wouldn't have gone anywhere near it. No, exactly. So, it just brings home that point of last episode that even if you think you know something, sometimes you don't. If the book <laughs> changed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that's sore. Yeah, one. that was that was pretty rough. It it did make it did make my combat activations a bit easier because I made quite a lot of charges that turn, so it meant I could just ignore the stone horn because I'm like, I don't care. You're hitting on sixes. If you do anything, it's a miracle. You're mm. sort of irrelevant now. Yeah, um, true. So I ended up going with the yeah. I think I went with the incarnate to try and get rid of his Magath Lord, um, and I took it down to one wound. Of course, and then. It was going to his combat's back, and he was going to try and level down the, the incarnate. And I said to him, I'm like, I wouldn't. Because even if you do it, you're on one wound. Next turn, I'm just going to kill you and level back up. So what I told him was, what, what you probably should do. Because <laughs> what he was debating between attacking the Mornfang or the incarnate. And I'm like, well, if you attack the Mornfang, they do mortal wound bounce backs, as I explained at the start. So yes, you, there's a chance you lose your Magath Lord now, but it means I don't eat him and level up. Mm. So, because if there's no, there's no guarantee the Magath Lord on one wound can do enough damage to level down the Incarnate anyway. So there's a chance he'd end up with a level three Incarnate in the middle of his army, which you just don't want. So he threw some damage into the the Mornfang, he killed two, and I got like two mortal wound bounce backs, and he made one save and failed the other one. So it, it did drop his Magath Lord, but it was definitely the right play for him to do. So, so what you mean is you again told someone how to beat you? <laughs> Not how to beat me. Um, I was informing <laughs> him of a tactical. I, well, I gave him the choice. I said, "Look, you can do this, or you can do this." Yeah. Whichever it's because you're an honest guy, Grant. That's that's what that's is. all it's about. Too nice. yeah. It's yeah, too of nice. Course. Um, so yeah, oh. uh, I think that turn, yeah, I only 
looking at that tournament, I only scored like one primary point. Um, but I did get I did get my battle tactics. So at this point going into and he has his turn. Yeah, at this point we are we're neck and neck on points. Um and it goes into turn three. Um now I can't score battle tactics for like the next two turns. And he's be able he's still able to he's able to score battle tactics. Um, but he's dropping I'm removing objectives from him, so he's getting points in battle on uh, objectives. He's sorry, he's getting points on battle tactics, or not getting points in objectives. And it ends up that because of his one point lead at the start of the game, going into turn four, we're neck and neck on points. He takes the priority into turn four and he picks uh, Lead into the Maelstrom for his battle tactic. And this is where. I kind of hate that this is the big turning point in the game because the game was so close and so swingy up until this point where it's obviously led to the maelstrom is you have to still be in combat at the well, one one of the two units to make the charge have to be in combat at the end of the turn. And he charged in his Nurgle Hero that turns off command abilities. I had one more in Fang left after combat, I couldn't physically inspiring presence it, which I would have done without thinking because I'm just like, oh, I'll keep that around. Why, you know, I, I don't want to lose that model. I've got the command points, which would have ended up giving him the battle tactic. But as it is, I rolled the six. It ran away. It cost him the battle tactic because of his artifact <laughs> that ended up denying him his battle tactic, which the way things then played out, I got a five-point swing the next turn. And then at that point he couldn't catch up. So turn oh, five was man. was just a case of figuring out a few things. It was could could he stop my grand strategy? Um, could I stop his? And neither of us got ours in the end. It, it turns out, but it ended up being eighteen to me, uh, eleven uh, to Gary. And I I I, I do feel for Gary because he had a very hard game one. He played Curtis and the unkillable infinite respawning flesh ear chords ghoul list. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was a was a pretty hard game, game one. But we we did have fun. Uh, it was a really good game, and it's just it's unfortunate when one dice roll swings the game hard when it's been so close up until that point. You're playing for every possible score you can get. Um, but, but I it does go to show you, though, that sometimes these artifacts, which are amazing, also do have downsides. <laughs> if, yeah, I, if, if sure you're not super smart about it, and I feel as if sometimes that's the level where it sets some of the, like the top end players. They consider all this and automatically mm -hmm. know this, and we wouldn't. No, well, I say, as I say, I would have inspiring presence um, that more fan to stick around and. I'd have given him two points. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I probably would have still won in the end. Just because he was so far behind on primary because I was removing all the objectives because I was down again going into turn three, so I removed the next two. So the two that were left were the far side, and he was really struggling to get over there. But it would have been a lot closer. Yeah. Is the is the point. So now we go into round three with Spring the Trap. 
as our as our battle plan. I can't I can't even remember what that one is. It's the one where you can the one where you can remove Yeah, you units. can deep strike three units at the yeah. start. Right, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that mattered so much to my opponent. Wait, hang on. KO. You can deep. You can deep strike three three gargants. Yeah, I theory. could. You could yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. wonderful, oh. and I got paired into the absolutely uh, a lovely, amazing man, um, Alistair Robertson. He's so so nice, um, but with his KO, who could? deep strike anywhere they wanted to whenever they wanted to with an entire force i wasn't holding that much hope for this game <laughs> <laughs> apart from just having fun and it pretty much went that way um yeah. he essentially obliterated a gargan and a half a turn with shooting <coughs> with 15 thunderers yeah the 15 like Having run the 10, the 10 just don't do it, but the 15 is just and so with, grim. Like battle <laughs> tactics of, I will get in a boat. Mm-hmm. That's my battle <laughs> tactic. Now it takes skill to get in and out of boats, as you know. <laughs> no, he's a lovely man, and he's played the army through thick and thin. Absolutely. Because I've yeah. known him. He's he's played KO. So and so he he knows them well, and I'm glad he's you know, he did end up doing pretty well. Um, but it it felt very much a null game, especially since the the navigator which he had was essentially just making my gargans move five inches. So there was no chance I could mm. catch up with him at all. Yeah, oh, navigator because it's because it, it's so you roll what six dice. Something like, yeah, yeah, it's six dice and any ones or something like that, then you're like suffering. Yeah, and with it's different if you're playing against army with lots of units, but you've only got four units. Yeah, it's, it's there's there's there no choice. If I if I was playing my beast of chaos against him, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah. But um, I would have made the navigator get out of the boat and walk towards the edge of the board for a start. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been funny. Although I'm not sure you can do it, but um. Yeah, I didn't stand a chance, but we had hilarious moments where there was a gargant down and one wound, and then one of his heroes inside a boat aimed its pistol and shot. And I was so hoping that it'd kill it because <laughs> it was mm. my general. But yeah. unfortunately, I made the same, <laughs> <laughs> which meant then I couldn't for my reprisal battle tactic, yeah. and I had to kill the ironclad and uh... shot into it rather than one little hero, which was yeah. on the Ironclad. So I didn't even manage to get the reprisal battle tactic later on. Oh, unlucky. But I was so hoping for that little dude, because it would have been so much epic that all this firing went into a Dragon, and then just one guy levels a pistol and shoots yeah. it. Falls shoots <laughs> him in the eye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to show the other dwarves how it's done. But no, no, it's, it was really good fun, and he's amazing. And we had a lot of laughs, and that's what it should be, in my opinion. <coughs> so, yeah, so I, yeah. I lost nice. horribly that's in nice. that one. <laughs> so 2-1 to finish the day for you? 2-1 finishes the day before the pub. Good, good. Mm-hmm. I say I lost horribly. I was only, it was only in 1913. So oh, that's not horribly. Oh, jeez. No, well, you're losing a model and a half a turn. It can feel pretty 
Yeah. Harsh. Well, yeah, well, I know. Of I know. Your army. Yeah, it's like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I uh, for game three, I uh, um, drew the illustrious DJ and his big wah. Speaking um, of free battle tactics. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, be, a, be by a bit of scenery. Okay. Yeah, no. Two points. There you go. Okay. Be the same. Um, two points. Yeah. So um, now, so going into this game, like I, I'll be, I'll be really honest with you. Although I, I was feeling quite good against the big Waz and army. I know how good a player DJ is, and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was kind of expecting the loss going into that game, just because it was DJ. Uh, you know, like uh, he, he knows mm-hmm. what he's doing and. And particularly because you could deep strike three units, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Mock Russia on my front line, unit of six pigs on my front line. I think the W deep strike comes on turn two, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. it could be, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I still thought, I think, you know... That's why I think it's not... Because like, I didn't use it in my game either, because I didn't want to be without models for a turn. I think that's the yeah. trade-off. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, that being said, I still thought he would use it. Uh, because mm. you know it really it was quite a you know a bit of a distance and you know getting in the face of an army like mine is you know um, it forces me to take other avenues that I need to deal with you yeah. know so like I, I kind of thought maybe he would do that but he didn't do it with any units so I was like okay and I definitely wasn't going to do it because what was I going to deep strike you know like you know, <laughs> ten skinks <laughs> yeah it's not not the worst idea in some circumstances honestly but like uh, but anyway uh, strike croak. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if you're against like K or someone that can maybe do enough damage to him, then like Andy's saying, there's you know maybe an argument to do it. Taking him out with a mortal, sorry, a ward save is a bit, especially not being near guard or anything, is is risky. But there are people who put him forward and stuff. So anyway, that, that's a whole other strategy. But but it wasn't the strategy I was doing in this one anyway. So um, however, I I it was an unbelievably good game, and I won it convincingly i think would be the like and nothing against dj at all it was just the way it went you know like um uh i felt like i did everything correct in the way that i wanted to so but it did primarily hinge on one component which was the incarnate so i launched yeah. that incarnate i actually made a bit of a, <laughs> i was laughing oh i was laughing to myself about this because we were talking about this last week grant and what was that you were said well you know if you're stupid enough to put your units within three of an incarnate when you're up then you deserve it what did I do? <laughs> I mistakenly, mistakenly deployed my guard slightly within three of the incarnate, and I went, "What the fuck have I done?" <laughs> like, I was like, "No!" Um, but thankfully, really, really thankfully, I have a heroic action of a teleport, so I teleported the one inch to the left <laughs> in my hero phase. <laughs> so that, sorted. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, no, DJ was actually going to let me off. I was like, no, 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 no. I'll, I will take this because uh, I have a thing for it. So anyway, um, so uh, I launched my incarnate forward, full on, run and charge, made big charges, and I got him right on his front line, tied up um, a unit of our boys, a six-man unit of pigs, uh, a screen of um, I can't remember the weir the weir or, the orcs are called the kind of screen the kind of chaff more chaffy ones. It was uh, I think it was goblins was not it was not you know gets. No no it was uh, it was orcs uh, but it was uh, it wasn't the big guys it was the 
uh, the one with shields and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, oh. is it all right? Well, there's another unit behind. Brutes. I didn't miss Brutes was. I've, I've mixed them up. Sorry. I tied up his unit of Brutes, his unit of Art Boys, <laughs> and his um and his so that's pigs. That's like two big hammers, just. Well, yeah, two two hammers and his screen. Yeah. Uh, effectively, his whole castle, <laughs> yeah. right there, and um, I I kept them there the entire game. I, he, he could not move them. I kept feeding my endless spell up, and he kept eating endless spell and staying alive, even though he was he was actually whiffing on the hits. Although I did realize I'd forgotten about the plus one because he's wild. But anyway, I, he kept whiffing and did not really mm -hmm. doing enough damage. I nearly took out the unit of pigs. He kept not doing it, but I didn't really care at this point. So he was bringing yes. God. He he brought gods back around one side and the maw crush around the other side. And I think he possibly, I don't want to put words, I think he was maybe concerned of Blizzard, you know, like, but um, but basically I managed to bring Gobsprack down. I had enough points. I summoned in a Bastilladon, brought in a shooty one, shot him up some more, and then managed mm -hmm. to make a nine-inch charge and finished him off. So Gobsprack was gone. Hot, yeah. Um, then Did Gobsprack the... get any good unbinds before he died? Did he get any D6 mortal wounds into you? Something tells me he got one. But I can't remember if that's definitely true or not. I can't remember. If it was, if he did get it, it was only one. It certainly wasn't yeah, anything, no, you know, like my girl. But, um, but, uh, and it did, I don't think it killed anything significantly or anything. So, um, uh, but, so then, you know, he brought the Maw Crusher into, he tried to get the sort of, uh, uh, the tactic where you have to have two within three inches of the center of the board. Mm. And I think he, he, did get it, but it had he had to bring his maw crush in to do it or something like that. And then and then I, I brought my Starseer forward and blizzarded his maw crusher. No. <laughs> did he have yeah. the four up spell ignore on it? No, I don't think so. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. it's I think whenever I look at the maw crush now, like yeah, it used to always take faster, but I think now I just can't I couldn't take one without that four-up spell ignore. Yeah, I, I've actually played against one before as well, and Blizzard did it as well, and it did have the four-up spell. And I was only—I mean, I, I, I did like seventeen yeah. mortals, and he, he, you know, I think he but saved. But he got the ward, so it's. Yeah, he did. He saved nine of them, so he did do the about the average. So it's still eight wounds, and then I'm. Uh, it was it was a, I won't go into that game, but it was I, I managed to finish off a turn with all the other stuff I had round about. But you know, so the blizzard was still bad against even a four up ignore. But it was but it uh, certainly nowhere near as bad, you know. Like so, but anyway, finished off that. So he was just left with this castle that was slowly yeah, whittling I mean, down, the and down and down and down. Stops the spell. It's not a ward. Um, I thought it's. Uh, you ignore well i don't know i i was playing against somebody else so i don't know their yeah i'm just uh, checking i always thought yeah. it was uh i have a weak question but then. no it's a four of ward sorry I thought it was a four yeah i thought yeah it was played as a ward in that other game yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. i have a weak question did you when you're feeding the incarnate and the spells did you basically put two near it so basically I did just start with one turn in your turn and then eating of one in the opponent's in, in the first turn i put the grave tide and the the malevolent maelstrom next to it to uh yeah. to do it but i stopped casting the grave tide it was just quite clunky quite big it's a slightly higher casting value mm -hmm. um and i and this is why i was saying i learned my lesson from before my lesson from before was i should have saved my primal dice for the endless spell feeding of the incarnate this time I didn't fucking make that mistake again. And I just, <laughs> I used my primal dice for that, kept my incarnate alive 
uh, and it just it just did the business and it just whittled down everything round about there. I think we decided at the end it probably would have been a tabling, um, but uh, yeah, it just went. It just couldn't have really gone much better for me to be honest with you. The game, mm-hmm. um, so um, it was a great game um, against a, a great opponent, um, and yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, because um, I remember talking to Mark because me and Mark played a game with our Tempest lists. Um, beforehand, and he threw his spell portal and then pushed the maelstrom through it. Um, so that was next to his incarnate and things. And the incarnate failed to eat it because he'd engaged King Broad. And King Broad used the creepers to stop the monstrous action. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought the stop ones targeted him. Is it just any? <coughs> It's the first monstrous action performed by a monster Ooh. on a two-up when it's not yeah. got any damage. Um, but he, I was just thinking because he, because we discussed it afterwards, and he could have instead of going for the maelstrom, he could have swallowed the spell portal itself. Yeah, mm. he could have done that. Uh, well, because that's actually three. that's the same casting value, and it's pretty cheap now. Um, so that's that's another rather than use such a big clunky model. Of yeah, the, um, the, um, yeah. I've I've heard of players time. using the shards in a similar way. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, whereas it was kind of an untaken thing before. You know, like but now because of the way that they move around each other and just that you you can you can really manipulate how they work within a, within yeah. tight environments because because there is an element there where if you can surround an incarnate with base size and it's the endless spell is not within three, you can't eat it. So yeah, you know, but. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's it was an interesting interesting turn of events, but yeah, well, I'll go another win. Yeah, how'd you go on, Grant? Uh, so I played Dan Ryan with his Lumina. I think it was his first time first tournament with them. Uh, I was running Zytrek, so it's obviously the Helon nonsense is now dead and buried. We had a nice, tasty, you know, fifteen Blade Lords, which is pretty scary. But, as is often the problem when you play into Lumineth with a combat army, the minus one to hit across the board, almost across the mm. board, is just so punishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until turn three, I was ahead on points, but I just couldn't, I couldn't do enough at that point to, to stay alive, because I was whiffing my attacks and he was able to get his through. I mean the, the Blade Lords just fifteen attacks, two up, each one's a mortal wound. Mm. You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. much work. But there was it the first three turns were really good. Like I was able to get nice battle tactics. I was able to um I, I misplayed with the there was a couple of big pieces of well one was his terrain piece and there was another big piece of impassable terrain. And I didn't clock that when I was, again, I just didn't, I just didn't think when I was moving my models around the table and it ended up being, being that my Stonehorn couldn't commit where it needed to mm-hmm. uh, due to the impassable terrain. Now, even if I'd seen it, the Stonehorn still couldn't commit, but I could have maybe ran it and it would have been in a better place the next turn. It would have needed, wouldn't have needed such a big charge to, to commit mm-hmm. the next, next rest of the game. Could but, you have done the 3d6 no, fly over? No, I literally, there was a tiny space and I'd already put my Incarnate and my Mornfang into that 
Right. What? Um, oh, that's something else I forgot to speak about in game two, actually. My incarnate ate my own Morn fan. <gasps> oh. Uh, because the Frost Lord died, I was in combo with the Mornfang. Because it's going to happen again in this game. <laughs> my, uh. um, my Frost dies, and I'm going to eat my Mornfang. Or my. There's one yes, game the yes. Mornfang, I think, maybe killed the Incarnate? Or did they get away both games? Did they get killed both games? Anyway. Um, um. So, yeah, and he got battle tactics every turn, because Luminate do have a decent number of battle tactics. That are quite achievable. Right, okay. Um, cast two endless spells, easy. Cast four spells, is easy. Be out your deployment zone, you know, GHB one. Um, and then they've got, like, kill a, kill a unit that you're within an inch of. But it doesn't have to be with the unit that is within an inch of it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I just couldn't. It was ended up being a 13-25 loss uh, for me at that point. Right. But... I was surprised because I didn't really think there was a lot in that list, just because you'd only had one unit 10 Sentinels, you had a lot of points in the Blade Lords, and they didn't commit till later on, but once they committed, I just couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do it, you know, stop them. They took out my Frostlord, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right. Right. And he'd, he'd a, beat a block of Spearmen that were just chipping away enough damage into my Mornfang, and yeah, mm. it's... It, it it was it, the the terrain really was a problem with that mission for me, um, because of all the impassable kicking about. Yeah, actually, that was something uh, I found worked quite well across a few of my games for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. utilizing the impassable. And, it's great. I'm trying yeah. to play it. It's just uh-huh. yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, one win, which was my goal for the weekend was just to get one win with this list because I didn't want. I didn't want to run the, the all the Stormhorn lists. I don't actually rate Beast Riders. I don't like them. Um, and after this weekend, I'm even more convinced that four packs of Mornfang, which are the same points, are a much better option. Mm. Um, but yeah, so end of day one, I've already achieved my tournament goal, so I'm pretty happy. Good. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, typical Saturday night. Go for some beers. Yes. Yeah, it was good fun. It was, it was. It was a bit less heavy than the Friday night. Yes, especially for you. Yes, me, Stu and Sean had a, a few too many on the on the Friday night. Did you know? Yeah, inc- <laughs> including, and I'm just going to moan about it again because I moan about it constantly. Um, a very, very rank pint in 21 Baker Street. Um, but, uh, they were selling Corn Creek, which is a, a beer from Orkney that I mean Stu both really quite enjoy. And yeah, after that pint I was done. It was just oh, not sitting right in my guts. No. Like I was I was basically calling because they they went on to Fubar at that point and I was like, no, I'm, I'm tapping out Fubar. I'm not I'm not the, going there. The local nightclub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like no no no. But yeah, like on the on the walk home I just felt my guts churning because it's yeah. It was, oh, there's <laughs> nothing worse, isn't there? You put your trust and faith in delivering that delicious pint, and then you and have it, and it's the, horrible. In the final pint of the night, and it's just horrible. I mean, in retrospect, we should have just not drank it. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but you oh, finished yeah. it anyway. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're you're always kind of like lulled into that false sense of security of believing that, like, you know, things will get better as it goes on. <laughs> like, exactly, you get, yeah, you get used to it, whatever. Actually. But 
Isn't it, isn't it funny how you always remember a really bad pint? Like it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like carved into your memory. Oh, I remember yeah. having one years ago. It was a pint of Guinness, and uh, it was literally the most disgusting shit I've ever. And <laughs> but I was around people I was trying to be polite in front of, and it was the first time in that bar, and they like drank there locally and stuff. Yeah, and I was like, like, so I was on bed. I, I just did not want to insult the bar, if you know what I mean, in front of people. So I was like, I was like, just choking down this Guinness and like thinking at what point can I can I say oh oh I feel like I've had enough you know yeah. <laughs> like and it doesn't See, look suspicious you know this is where this is where men come in <laughs> where you should go taste that does that taste funny to you just offer it to someone else because then you've got that oh no that's awesome I, I, I get what you're saying but no matter how bad an enemy I had on this earth <laughs> I would not have offered them this pint to test <laughs> like I couldn't I, my, my ethical considerations would not allow me to do this so like uh it was that bad uh so anyway but it will never be forgotten no no that does sound pretty pretty horrible uh, and then you got uh, the decision yeah. of do you just try and choke it down quickly to get someone else to yeah I know or do you just sit and sip it and have uh, a taste uh, I tried both. Neither worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you, you know, you know those old rumors of like you know, you know the old sort of urban myth about Guinness, where like it, it, you know, they they finally cleared out all the old Guinness vats and stuff like that in Dublin, and they found rats and stuff in them and then mm -hmm. and then when they cleared it out, the, the urban myth goes that like people were complaining that the Guinness didn't taste as good anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there was a rat in my fucking pint of Guinness that day, <laughs> like steeping. It'd been in there for. 14 years or something, man, or whatever it is, like, I honestly. Think just simply sleeping would have been kinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, oh. Anyway. Yes, so. There you go. Then, then we got up <laughs> Sunday morning to the um, lovely mission of, oh, what's it called? Limited resources. Yeah, which is horrible to play when you're not hungover. <laughs> <laughs> then, then having to think about what what ones you want to remove is yeah i'm pretty sure that was some kind of like dark sick joke is by scott uh punishing the the, uh, the party I think goes so. I absolutely think so. yeah um and my my youngest there's, daughter, there's a fair chance it'll be game four at farm hammer in november just yeah just for, for that same reason um, <laughs> yeah. one. basically sat stroke and a famous chicken dog a good of course, out. yeah. Ch chicken dog appeared on the Sunday. Celebrity made an appearance. Um, mm. But my opponent for round four was um, Raphael, one of your um, Broken Realms comrades and fellow Seraphon player. Mm -hmm. um, it was a top different. Top in Seraphon Scotland, player. apparently, at the moment. I think believe Raphael is top top Seraphon player in Scotland at the moment. Eh, well, I think yeah. he, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff, that's for sure. Um, it was very different. It was Coatl's Claw, so it was some of the new Lancers or whatever you call them. Yeah, the Agridons. Yeah. Agridons and yeah. lovely, lovely models, horrible rules, never <laughs> want to see them ever again, combined with the massive spell defense you could put up against them. Mm -hmm. um, I My look was absolutely dire just whiffing so much ah. um so it ended up i mean i did my best i uh, tried to spread out things and but yeah it just it just didn't go well for me 
Um, he had such punch, and I managed to eventually take out both units of the um, reinforced things that he had. Um, but the rest, yeah, I just, just couldn't do anything against, really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The minus one damage is so good. In oh, yeah, like, against, I mean, against any opponent, obviously. Um, yeah. Unless it's something that's just got mass attacks. Uh, I think it would have been a very different game against certain of my armies. But when, when you rely on such impact, and I was so close so often to, like, knocking out one extra or two extras mm-hmm. from, like, one damage or two damage, and, yeah, it was... Um, it was pretty bad. Um, it's a tough army to play against that one. It is. And he, yeah. he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Yeah. It was um, it was fun to play against him, not fun to play against the army. So. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Seraphon's always a hard, a hard battle because um, we have a lot of good players of Seraphon in Scotland. Um, Raphael and Richard and yourself to boot um i don't know if i'm falling in that bracket yet honestly <laughs> i'm trying but props, it's props definitely the other two that. though definitely the other two uh, um, <laughs> but uh but, but yeah, yeah. And, and strangely enough we didn't really have them on the scene before glasgow came into it yeah i am no i am holding broken realms 100 percent responsible yeah for the amount of seraphon that kicks about now yeah so you're uh, I guess you can say it's 100% Matt's fault then, that Seraphon are about... Yeah, um, I'll blame yeah. Matt. Yeah, yeah. Be, where are we going with that? I'm just stirring this thing up, man. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, you've got the blame. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Before we had, like, Bayless had a Seraphon army, and that was almost it, really. Yeah. And there was, what, five? Four or five, this, uh, Tempest? Uh, there was, yeah, I think so. Five, I think. Yeah, I think so. So. Yeah, it was Seraphon and Ogres that were the top armies. No sons. OBR. OBR sons. We said four Seraphon and then OBR sons and Ogres were five. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, speaking of Seraphon, how did you get on, Andy? <laughs> okay. uh, I love that segue. Um, so, yeah, the, the, my game four went well uh, for me. Uh, I didn't actually expect it to, I'll be honest. I went against Kyle's Slanesh. Um, I played them before, albeit it was a kind of Sera- it was, it was a Seraphon build. It was a, a Coalesce build I'd played, and it was like kind of, it was it was one of those kind of games. It was kind of a, a kind of practice game, and it was it was daft game because it was like you know I'd, i didn't have a tome with me you know like <laughs> like and like um it was sort of first time with a build like that and like it just it was all a bit just kind of laughing about really and he murdered me you know like and um, but it at least got me a little bit of um uh experience on kind of what slanesh want to do or try to do mm-hmm. so i went into this kind of I, I still was uh, the, the debuffing that Slanesh does is, is can be sore, you know. Like it, you, you just end up feeling oh, yeah. like like you're literally tied up. Yeah, exactly. A funny irony. So, um, but but yeah, you you just feel like you can't do anything, or you're you can't do this, you can't do that, or you're getting triple things against you. And so, so like what like what's going on? But um, but. This was a game for me where, like, so I knew the Alpha Strike was coming. Uh, I quizzed him quite heavily on his army at the start, just to understand. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, okay, this is this is coming in at my face, day, like day one. Yeah. Um, I knew I was going to get debuffed and all that kind of stuff. Um, but 
he got to my front line and was starting to give me... I, I had screened quite well. I'd used my Realm Shaper, which is impassable, and I'd screened quite well between that and other bits of terrain to stop him or hold him back. But just did the mortal wound unleashing, and boy, oh boy, did I unleash some mortal wounds on him. <laughs> it was a shocker. I think in one turn I did about 40 mortal wounds. Oh, wow. wow. It was it was That's absolutely terrible. ridiculous. I hit everything with Comet's Call. I hit everything with Croak. I hit... Um, what else did I do? I think Stellar Tempest as well. Hit something, which are fives or mortals for every unit, mm -hmm. the model in the unit. And then I built up enough thing to unleash... Um, uh, to cleanse the realms, and I was just rolling oh fours, fives, and sixes for everything. And he'd crowded it all around my realm shaper and stuff mm -hmm. like that because he was alpha striking me. So he just got mortal wounds. And then I think did I get the double after that? I think so because his um, his altar thing like healed all its wounds back. And I was like, wait, what? And I just threw the threw things into that incarnate into that. I think and like. Um, I think uh, the Realm Shaper even itself was doing mortal wounds and stuff. It just, <laughs> just, it was just like yeah, Oprah Winfrey, mortal wounds that's... for everyone, you know. Like, uh, but um, so that's what you hear about that list is that it's just going to do like it can do like a forty mortal wound turn. And mm. yeah, a forty, yeah, forty's pretty big for yeah, what it can it, do. It, I think thirty it is like it's more not... likely, and twenty is probably like very likely or. Pretty likely, anyway. But yeah. a forty-one is, is, is a good turn. But yeah, yeah it did. Being able to do thirty, forty models in a turn—it's just absolutely obscene. <laughs> well, it um, is because if you think that some armies only have like eighty-five wounds or whatever, well, you know, yeah, you're... my my ogres are eighty-seven wounds, I, I believe. Yeah, so that's like half the army worth of wounds in one. Yeah. You know, so and, and then if you get doubled, so, yeah, yeah, you know. So yeah, um, so it it you know it, there's not much more to say. <laughs> Took than that because it just yeah. he, he but he fought really hard and he was moving around quite well and he was trying to find angles. He managed to get um what's your guy in? That's the Slanesh. What's yeah. his what's his name? Uh Sigval. Yeah, that's yeah, Sigval. He got him in uh round my back of the my line and was starting to like thrash out some damage there, but like between what I had there, like I was able to kind of mortal wound him and then finish him off in combat. Like so it kind of mm -hmm. just um, it, it just, uh, yeah, that didn't really do what I think he was hoping it would do, but, um, but yeah, uh, it just went my way. It was, uh, yeah, it, it did what the army was supposed to do. There's almost not, not a lot more to say than that, like yeah. lots of mortal <laughs> wounds. And I think Kyle at the end of it was pretty <laughs> broken, pretty disgruntled with, well, I don't <laughs> think he was broken. I think he was defiant if anything, but he was, he was like, he was That's like, what was it? Nash, though, Cause they still enjoy it anyway. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I don't think he likes Seraphon much anymore, put it that way. I don't yeah, think he ever liked them, but I think if he did, if there was any any like or hospi hospitality towards Seraphon, it's now truly gone. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so a good game. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Grant? How'd you go? I would like to speak about my game for. <laughs> oh, no, tell us all about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the, the saga of my nemesis continues, <laughs> and I face your child, Lewis, mm. <laughs> with yet more goddamn trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the it started badly and got worse. Is how I would describe this game. He, he we were both a one drop, and he got to, um. 
he picked defender so he could place the train where he wanted, which was what I wanted to do, so I could eliminate what he could make overgrown. Um, he then he took yeah, then he he took the turn. Um, and what did he lift? He didn't actually do as much damage as I thought he would. Turn one, remember that. I think Durthu kind of whiffed, which. Happened a few times actually in this game until it didn't, until it mattered. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it is his big 10 unit of Gossamids, which were, I was pretty worried about them with the sixes being D3 mortal wounds. Um, it was definitely, there was a good no rend otherwise, but unit of 10, so it's 20 shots, sixes are D3 mortals, you're going to get, you know. Yeah, get a few. A through. decent, a decent number through. You would think. So, in my, <laughs> this shows how bad it goes. In my turn, in my turn one, see he scores three objectives and uh, gets two points. Big five point score. My my turn, I, I managed to control one two more. Um, but two key mistakes happen. Um, one is, I ended up tagging more objectives than I intended to. Uh, one was lazy placement on my part. My stone horn was just a little bit into the objective and it shouldn't have been and didn't need to be. That was just me just being lazy. And the other I was trying to take out so I tried to get out his gossamids was kind of the key for that turn. Because the only thing I could reliably kill, which meant I had to charge with the incarnate first to stop them shooting and retreating away. Um, so I lined that up, and then I shouldn't, in retrospect, I overcommitted to them. I should have left a one unit of Mornfang off to the side. Instead, they were on an objective, so they had to they had to charge, and they still couldn't quite pile in a way to get off of it. So I ended up accidentally tagging three objectives. Um, right, I tagged three, and I accidentally tagged a fourth. I think is how it worked out. Um, but the other the other mistake was I didn't. <clears throat> have the movement due to making those charges and pylons to actually get my battle tactics, which was intimidate. But I didn't get enough units wholly outside of my deployment zone. So I ended up failing that tactic, which I kind of realized halfway through my movement phase, I'm like, I can't physically do this. Like, I thought I could do it, and I didn't pre-measure enough. So I, I, I had to give up on it at, at that point. Um, so that was... You know, going down, you know, two points of feeling about that at turn one. But I did lift his Gossamid's turn one. So that was something. I was like, okay, at least now he has got to fight me, but he can still strike and fade. So it's not, not that much of a win. Uh, tur turn two, you know, I, I did get the five, got the priority and got a nice five point turn. Now I think, I'm trying to remember what turn everything happens in, but as this is the last turn, I can actually. I actually score much points, and it's probably this one. There was a point where I managed to charge. No, if I wasn't this turn, it was turn three. I do manage to charge Dirthu with the Incarnate. And he failed his strike last monstrous action. But the Incarnate mm. win. Right. Uh, the, the dice rolls were shocking. And then Durthu leveled me down. Wow, okay. After that. So, 
like the next turn, yeah, I, I, I lose the incarnate next turn. I'm by turn, like I'm only scoring a point every turn because I over tagged early on, and yeah, it just becomes a runaway, a runaway victory at that point. Yeah. For Lewis, I mean, in in retrospect, I maybe could have because it's it's a five point difference in the game, but I'm not convinced there's a way I can make up six points in that game easily with mm. that machine and against that army. It's a mm. challenge, but I I think in a rematch, I. It could be a lot closer, and there's there's a chance I win if I don't make those those two mistakes early on like I did, or if I win the roll off to win deployment and it limits his strike and fade ability. That losing that roll off for him to be able to place a train where he wants was pretty huge. Well, the, the lad knows his stuff. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I, 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 I'm interested to know how often he beats you, Andy. Um, he he does beat me. He beats me more than you'd probably think. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, if you want to publicly thing admit. I, uh, the thing I will say is that Seraphon and Sylvaneth are not really the best match for matchup for him. I don't no. think, no. you know. Um, however, he's taken his Idanith and absolutely pummeled me. Like, just ran through me. So, like, um, yeah, he does well. He's always thinking about, like, different approaches yeah. and different different tournaments, you know, and stuff like that. I think, I, I mean, from what you're describing, like, you know, if you, you were very unlucky with Incarnate, because if you got that in and if I well, should have had a good game, chance there and then you'd have killed a monster and level up. So, like... Um, well, that, that was it. I mean, after the game, he, he did say that my dice rolls couldn't have been much worse. Yeah. And it so was normal that, for you. I know. It was that, like, you rolled, the, was it eight dice for his base, for his the weaker profile of the incarnate and I got six ones. Oh god. <laughs> like oh my god. You know, or possibly ones and twos, so you'll only be hitting on threes at that point. So potentially ones and twos, but yeah, like I missed with six of the hits. So Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. it was still on the cards if I got on all of the big hits through, I think there would enough damage to take him out, but then I didn't get all of them through. Like yeah. it was had I not rolled so badly, I think, yeah, there's a reasonable chance I got rid of Durthu. That could have maybe swung it, uh, by yeah, the sounds of then, it. Yeah, because then Durthu's out, I'm leveled up, he can't, that's his big hammer gone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was my big play that turn. I remember, when, I remember when I got, the, when it was my turn, I was like, right, okay, I can see that I can do this. I just have to make the charge. Even if he makes me strike last, it doesn't matter, because I get to go first, but if I do get to strike first. Even if I don't kill him, he'll be so wounded. But he, yeah. was, still, he was still hitting on six damage after my incarnate fire. That's how bad, that's how little damage I did to him. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, good game. And one day, one day I'll get the win. Although now <laughs> I need to get like four or something to actually get a positive <laughs> one. So it's not looking like Bring yourself even with an 11, 12 year old now? Is it? Mm, yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's twelve now. You'll you'll get it. You'll get it. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? Sylvanus a bad. You said at the start, it's kind of a bad matchup for you anyway. You know, it like is, so. It is. Like, I mean, to be um, fair, he also plays Deepkin, which I also really hate playing against. Yeah, they're yeah. both bad matchups for every RP that I play. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Getting yeah, the win so. will be tricky. 
But I mean, I can see Iden F. It, it's in some ways very similar to Sylvan F in that it's very mobile. It's very hit yeah, and the, strike. The, the turn can be a problem. Like you've got to really bear that in mind. But I yeah. would much rather play against Deepkin than I would play against Sylvan F. <laughs> yeah, less less game defying mechanics going on there, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a strike and fade. Like it's so, and I'm sure better combat army players than me have figured it out. I haven't figured out how to deal with it yet. But we then have our traditional coming around pizza. Yep. For yep. Sunday lunch, and we go on to the final game. And best like votings for stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do the. I was going to go through the prize at the end, but yeah, lunchtime is always the the best army voting. There was yourself, uh, Mr. Marshall. Yeah. Richard was up there. Richard was up there. Um, there was a Bone Reapers. Yes, there was quite um, a lot of devils, and it was not Soul Blight as well. Yeah, there was there was a Soul Blight as well. Uh, yeah, Bone Reapers. And there was lots of lovely looking armies. There mm-hmm. really was. There was a, a. I think there was a really good standard painting mm-hmm. throughout the tournament Agreed. this time. Agreed. Um, um, Actually, I mean, you're, yourself, Andy, you're usually up there. I don't know if you like turned it down or anything like no, that. No, I'm in a bit of a difficult position at the moment where like, uh, I'm still trying to get get some of my stuff finished, finished and completed and based, you know, like I'm on it. So, you know, hopefully I'll be back there at some point. But, you know, I've had to recalibrate my whole army and stuff. So I need to get new things and stuff. So I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, well, I know myself. I've voted for you a fair few number of times. <laughs> I really have. Yeah. This stuff's always amazing. The, the I voted for I you this want... time for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I, want, I, want, I wanted to point out, and I suppose since Scott, he did a really good idea with this, was the circular table under the, directly under the light, the circular table were the best painted because it encouraged everyone to walk around the table and right, all yeah. the armies were pretty well lit whereas sometimes when you get them in a long line um and they're are they're double stacked and things like that it just doesn't quite work the same mm. but I, I really thought the using the circle table and having the five of them so you're encouraged to walk around it worked really yeah. well it was easier yeah yeah um and like I say, because it was under the big, and because the whole all five were under one light, it was, everything was lit quite well. Which sometimes you have one or two armies in the corner that yeah. aren't quite lit as well as you'd like them to be. I wonder who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, so we, after yeah. that, we head on to our final game. Yes. Yeah. So what, what, uh, was, what were you sitting at and going into this this game, Kyle? What was your record at this point? I was two and two. Two and two. Two and two. Um, and uh, again, random table, so I was way down at the bottom, but that is irrelevant. It was just a nice, nice um, deserty type terrain. Um, and I played the lovely Mark Stora, who was a, a fellow Sons of Behemoth. Mm-hmm. Um, played... My first ever tournament opponent. That's, yeah, yeah, it was. Back at Tempest as well. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, and he had Gatebreaker, King Broad, another Gatebreaker, and then three little minis. Um, and we 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 had a great game. It was it was really fun. Um, there was many uh, body slam and things, but 
I did actually because he was he wasn't sure about some of the gargant stuff and he wasn't sure about some of the monstrous actions um, that you can do or the worth of them. So uh, it was good to get to game five and be figuring that out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but so it was kind of in some ways I was showing him the benefits of using some of the monstrous actions and some of the because if you can't show each other some of the because. By that stage, obviously, you're just you're down the field. You're not going to win any prizes for that sort of thing. So if you can't show each other the oh, benefit, two twos, two twos, the sweatiest game of the tournament. No, it's not. You um, get a positive win record, or you don't get a positive win record. It's a horrible sweat. <laughs> I hate the, the stakes are high. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was showing them the worth of some of the like the monstrous actions and how you could use it to reposition and benefits and um, and it was. He was really grateful for that, and we had a good laugh. Uh, basically, by the turn of, end of turn three, he was willing to just give it up and just say, yeah, it's okay, you've won this. But I was like, no, no, we've got plenty of time, because I think we had, like, 45 minutes, and we only had, like, what, 11 models on the board to start off with? <laughs> yeah. No, no magic to speak of or anything. Um, so we carried on playing, Um and it, it became a super close game, and we ended up actually score-wise 20-20. Um, but I'd scored more battle tactics than him, so I, I took the win. Um, nice. But it really highlighted that while you might not think certain things are good, if you see it in practice, it can be better mm-hmm. when when used by someone... Well, I'm not going to say knows more what they're doing, but as in someone who's used it a few times, so I could see the benefits, because uh, I don't rate myself that high. But yeah, uh, and we had a really good fun and got a laugh. There was, there was many a raucous laughter across the hallway, I'm sure, mm. as we were body slamming each other into each other and like falling timber on each other and this, that and the other. Like uh, supersized I mean, WWE in the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was. It was I great. mean, you, you you also can't say you don't think yourself that highly when you qualified for Masters last year and Six Nations last year. So, so mm. let's just. So shush. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, behave yeah, yourself. I can still not think of myself that highly. <laughs> um, my my record this year has not been great, but then again, I have just taken what the hell I want to and just yeah. all the weird ass stuff that I wanted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is always fun as well. But uh, yeah, so I, I ended up winning that. So I ended up going three um, two, and had lots of fun over the weekend. It was great. It was kind of a nice it's lesson good. there as well. Uh, uh, sorry, Grant, just uh, yeah. uh, on uh, on the um, the the notion of calling it and you know and playing it out because you know you got twenty twenty, but obviously you had to decide the battle tactics for the minor winner or whatever. But um, Sometimes it can be really hard to 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 know if something's going to go a certain way or not. I mean, you can make the assumptions, but um, but isn't it cool to to then go, all right, okay, let's play it out, and actually it goes really your way, like you know, it goes much more your way than you thought it was mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you know, I, like, I was uh, in some ways I won't say coaching him, but I was like saying, well, you can do this and yeah, do this to stop my battle attack, my grand strat, and stuff like. That. It's like so we ended up. I think he ended up denying my grand strat, um, but he got his own things, which obviously brought the points a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was um, 
it's it's just that sometimes you feel as if you've lost it and then you necessarily haven't yeah. and I did things it was wonderful things like because he had King Broad and my army's themed as an all-female Gargan army so I had <laughs> Queen Broad and basically she ended up killing herself on one wound because she um prayed and then got a one so it's that, that was it was that final screw you to her husband that you she he wasn't taking her down she'd take herself out of the game oh yeah just hilarious moments like that which you can't yeah. you can't beat really yeah that's that is hilarious i just love the idea of it's like just like a hen party and a stag party just having a fight outside central station you know well, like well, uh well, my first my first game against Sean's mini gargans, I put it to him that it was basically is the four women going to collect their children to send them back to school, <laughs> but they didn't want to go back to school, so they were fighting against it because <laughs> it was really the end of summer. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, well, we got them back to school. It was all fine. <laughs> yeah, they got they got put them on the naughty step. <laughs> Right, so Andy, what was your, what were you saying going into this game? Well, I was going into this three and one, so yeah, I was kind of feeling, and you know, bear in mind as well, like I say, in the first game, I was kind of feeling like, oh God, you know, if if I hadn't made that mistake, could have been, could have been sitting on four and oh, but it was a three and one, I thought, okay, well, we could get a four and one here. If you won that game, you'd have played three different opponents, Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, sure. You can't always say if I'd won that game I'd have won four more because it would have changed your entire run yeah yeah for sure um so but uh, <clears throat> um so going into my final game I got Stu Stu's uh, mm. um, Stormcast oh, now this is an interesting <laughs> game to talk about this was this was this was the kind of game where for days after it I thought about it I thought about what happened and all the turns and other things that went down in it because it, it kind of changed my perspective on a lot of stuff. It was a very viable game for me in that sense. It's been mm-hmm. one of the one of the few that I've played that has really made me go, okay, that's leveled me up a wee bit maybe, you know, like mentally. Um, mm-hmm. I went into that game feeling good, feeling strong. I have a reasonably good record against Stormcast-ish. And he, I knew his army didn't have a ward save. Um, so like, and I was outputting hundreds of mortals. I knew he was kind of alpha striking, a bit like the Slanesh was. So like, he was going to be in my play, my my area, just so that I can unleash everything on him. And I thought, you know what, I'm feeling quite good about this one. I'm not going to get debuffed as much, you know, like all this sort of stuff. <clears throat> it didn't go that way, uh, <laughs> and you know, but it's really hard to describe the nuance of this game, honestly, because. While on one hand I would say that um, that I did get quite unlucky, it, it was an example of where this mortal output sometimes just doesn't work. It, it, it kind of <clears throat> whiffed a lot. My cleanser realms, I did it and then rolled like I think ones and twos and stuff, and it just didn't dent anything. Um, uh, Stu played what I could only describe as a masterclass in. Um, in little uh, sub rules of the game, for example, and I'll give you an example. Of, so, like, mm-hmm. he brought in these fulminators and alpha strike, and I thought, okay, you know what, I'm going to deal with this with incarnate because I managed to hold them up quite well with my skink screens, like just a little ten man unit of skinks. He had to really chew through 
like not not that they were hard to kill. It was just that, you know, the positioning of them. It's hard to explain. But I I had wedged myself in. Yeah, I'd wedged myself in between some impassable terrain and my arm shaper, and the skinks were blocking the passages in quite effectively. So it tied up a lot of stuff. And then I brought my incarnate over and engaged his fulminators. But here's where Stu was really smart in this game. So I thought I'll tie up the fulminators, but no. I killed enough of it, and he removed the fulminators. He, he spread them out into a line yeah. and then removed the fulminators that were close to Incarnate, releasing yeah. the last fulminator, which then charged into my Starseer and, um, I believe, killed that. And mm. I was just like, I was looking at this, this like, this guy's a fucking genius. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, it was just a sweet move. Stu um, is he's a wonderful opponent, wonderful man, uh, amazing. But he is the most capped Scottish player, I think. Well, he is, yeah. You know, uh, then there's a reason for that. Yeah, and he's also I, been pushing those full mirrors about for a couple of years now. Yeah, he he knows. Yeah, what he kind of said that, that as well. Mine and I sold them, them so nah, yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say he's pushing your full mirrors around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did sort of say, you know, look, I've got a pretty old school Warhammer army here. It does what it says in the ten alpha strikes and stuff, and if you survive it, then. It, hurts if not you hurt you know it's sort of thing but he was just his pylons throughout the game in these tight spaces he was engaging stuff i just didn't want him to engage he was getting to things and moving around and just he really he really just made everything difficult now i we were we, both of us were laughing though at one point because in turn one we both messed up really badly about that <laughs> so he chose um <clears throat> Surrounding destroy or whatever it is, I think, where you've got something on the edges. Yeah. yeah. So he was able to do that quite easily because he had things on the edges on the outside and he had his um his wizard general at the back on the back edge. Mm-hmm. And for some reason he decided to garrison his wizard and pulled it forward off of the edge. Now at this point, <laughs> I I I seen it and I knew what had happened and I kinda went do I be a really nice guy here and tell him about it? <laughs> I actually felt like I should have. After I didn't, I kind of thought, oh, you should have just said. But but you were but I was on, I was go- for a 4-1. I was looking so. for that 4-1, and one and I was kind of thinking, mm. you know what, I don't know if I want to try and win this. I do kind of want to try and win it, so I let him do well, it. Well, I think that's, I, I mean, that's something to, uh, that is a, is a point. I think it, sometimes you'll say something, if you're 2-2 two and two or 1-3 and three or whatever, it doesn't matter. But when you're playing for that 4-1, I think, you know, the gloves do come off a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Which, I think, which I think is is understandable at that point. Everyone would agree at that. The higher up you are, the sometimes, sometimes you know, like back in the days when I used to do like um, um, MMA and stuff like that. I remember being in jiu-jitsu training one day, and there was this one guy who he's now like a, a black belt on jiu on jiu-jitsu, and he's a coach and all that kind of thing. But but back then he wasn't. But he was still very very good, by far and away one of the best. And I remember we were rolling one day, and I just I, he kept getting me. He kept choking me out again and again and again and it was quick i just kept going in at him and he kept just doing something and choking me and i just sat back like this and i was like you know what this is this is demoralizing now like and he's like no no he's like the reason it's happening is because i'm i, I know that if i let you away with even a little bit you'll get me so yeah and that at that point it changed my thinking of it because i was like okay he's just not underestimating his opponent like and I think it's kind of that sort of a thing with, with Stu. I was like, I, I could tell. I know Stu's experienced. So like, if I let him away with 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 too much, he's just going to run rampant. But yeah, see, to be fair, I think I probably should have let him off for that one, honestly. But it was it was just one of those ones where I just went, okay, I'm going to keep quiet. See what happens. So but then then he realised that he hadn't got it. However, 
the 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 gods were looking down on this and thought, <laughs> Andy, you naughty boy, yeah. you naughty Harvard boy, we, what what goes around comes around, and we're gonna we're gonna influence this. So I'll tell you the way I buggered up my <laughs> tactic, <laughs> which he kept quiet about. So basically, I I, I decided to uh, <laughs> chose what was it. Um, uh, the uh, intimidating invaders. So like, but it was quite hard because my my you know my my realm shaper was in there and I had the screens were everything was very very tight. So to get everything out of that deployment took really quite a lot of thinking and position just to make sure I got everything out with. Um, yeah. And I did it, pra planned it all, went right. I can, can get that out, blah, blah blah. And also not to get too close to things. So did it brilliantly. Uh, well, not brilliantly. I did it. I was like, ah, okay. Thought I'd done it, wiped it from my mind. Thought battle tactic achieved. Looked at my looked at my uh, cosmic powerpoints and went, oh, I can summon in a unit of skinks. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and he's got fulminators creeping around my back line. I best summon in a unit of skinks. So I put my unit of skinks in the back screen, and I went, oh, I went. So at the end of the turn, I went, ah, so uh, one, two more battle tactic, and he went. How many units do you have in your territory? <laughs> and I went, oh, fuck. I, was like, I can't believe I did that. So we were just, just both laughing. Yeah, oh. no, uh, we were we were just we were both laughing at our ineptitude, man, at, at this point. Like so. Um, but uh, but it was, you know, all that aside, you know, like I, 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 with the respect and humility of coming off of that game, Stu schooled me. I, I should have had it. I should have had that game. I should have, mm -hmm. I, with the greatest respect to him, I should have mortaled him off the board, honestly, the same way I did with the Slanesh. I even had things like Cosmic Crush, which is a, uh, you know, you you, it's a, it's a roll dice every model in the unit, and for every dice it's above their armor save, it's a mortal wound. It's made yeah, for people like Stormcast, yeah. you know, like, um, and, uh, and yeah, the magic, it did kind of whiff quite a lot, but he, Stu just... He just fucking outplayed me, you know. Like he just he really did, just out mm -hmm. outpiling me. He just outpositioned certain things. He, he was just clever as fuck. And and but I will say he did make what is the most horrendous move I've ever seen in a game against me. Right? <laughs> um, he had his incarnate right. Now he <laughs> thinking back, it's like oh god, it's such a facepalm moment. I think I was comets calling or something, and I finished off his general. And all I could think at the time was. Right, this is reducing his magic unbinding capability. This is probably going to help me in the long term. Of course, his incarnate was bonded to his general, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. So then his incarnate went wild. Now, not the end of the world, but he then took his incarnate, right? Ran it, rolled a five on the run. So ran it 17 inches. Then made an 11 inch charge through <laughs> two bits of impassable terrain. <laughs> to get to my star seer and then three inch piled in and fucking hit croak and killed him <laughs> no <laughs> i am not joking killed him so it's and how much inches that then so it's what 31 inches in total including the piling that incarnate <laughs> moved 31 inches across the board between two two is it or maybe three actually units a bit of piece uh Two two pieces impossible to me. All, all because you killed the bonded thing. A bloody well. The, the, to be fair, he he was. I I actually think he did re-roll the charge as well. I think he did re-roll it and got eleven. So it <laughs> it was horrible. And yeah. we could see if Croak was still alive. I was still out putting bunch of mortals mm -hmm. and stuff, and I wasn't really too worried. I had my incarnate there, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I but. just couldn't. I just honestly couldn't believe it. My my jaw just hit the floor, and I was like, you know what? <clears throat> that'll that'll serve me for not mentioning the garrison. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Stu Stu won the game, um, but I, I left very. I, I don't. I think it was. I, I was wiped out by the end of it. He hardly didn't left as well. It was a bit of a bloodbath again. And I made another mistake, and he just. I, again, it was like I teleported my slan away from everything because I was like I had to keep my slan alive as my grand strat. And I thought, right, what am I going to do here? So I thought he had he had a couple of uh, a couple of liberators or whatever they were, which he had to keep alive up in an objective. And he had his fulminators the other side here. So like in, in, in a sort of like both of them like wedged towards me. So I was like, I've got to keep my slant alive, but I just couldn't really teleport me anywhere where he was safe. So I thought, right, I'm going to just summon in a unit of skinks just all around my slant. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a silly mistake where I tried to put them in a line around my slant that meant that both his liberators and his fulminators could, uh, couldn't get me. But he charged his fulminators all the way up and then three inch piled them around the corner of my screen mm. and got into my slan and he killed them. I mean, that's and, the way units like fulminators because they're big bases with a, with a big pile in and like a two inch reach on their spears as well. Yeah, that's it. I just, I, what I should have done was put my, my, my skinks off my slan towards his fulminators oh. and went, they're, they're the big ones. They're only I, one inch reach. It was. Yeah. He still got around. He still got yeah, around. Yeah, in my head, I always assumed there were more, but no, there's still one in charge. Yeah. I, I think so many people who are new to the game do not realize how important pylons, charges, placements, yeah. reach is to yeah. how successful combat is. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't real pylons to me is is only can gain from experience and utilizing the way you can do it. It it's it's saved me so many games and being intelligent about will you will you charge a unit? And if your Absolutely. opponent is sloppy in the way they pile into you, and sometimes actually letting them pile into you first mm-hmm. is better than the other way around. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think I I always sort of rough kind of felt that, but it was this game that made me realise just how critical, especially in tight spaces, and you're you're just how critical pylons are. Um, mm. It's a whole sub game on its own, actually, almost yeah. really clever pylons. So anyway, um, hats off to Stu there because oh, um, I I literally he's an absolute gentleman. He was great to play against. It was a funny game. It was like to the wire it had these crazy moments and i i left that, that game <clears throat> excuse me for days after it just mulling over again and again i literally dreamt about it that night i went up like I, it was in my dream that same game i was like just thinking about all the little things that he did and i was like man yeah okay but, but i feel better for i actually feel like a, a lot clearer now on on some tricks that could be pulled against me in those same circumstances again. So I, I actually feel I left that game a better player mm-hmm. now. And what, so. what a great game to finish the event on. 100%. Yeah, yeah it just exactly. it really that, was. And so me, both myself and you finished off on really cool games, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could have done without that Incarnate doing the way it did, but right enough. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but other, than the re- other than that, the rest of it, yeah, yeah. That was your no one expects a 31 inch moving incarnate like there's just certain things you just can't <laughs> I didn't I didn't you know like shimmied past another incarnate on the way there and, yeah. and it was just so horrible so horrible but you know what fair play he did it yeah so yourself yeah. so I I played Mr. Sean McKechnie final game 
And as I've, I've probably said before on this, and me and Sean discussed this a number of times, the amount of times we play an army that counters the other person's army without realising it is quite ridiculous. And unfortunately for Sean, this is one of those times. And I don't think he'll mind me saying he didn't want to face my army because, well, the Incarnate just, you know, ripped through a Mind Crusher and level up quite easily. Like, he was never getting that thing leveled down. Mornfang, though. Mornfang just ripped through those three-man units. Like, wow. I think turn one, I killed six babies. Jeez, oh. Um, and I also... For the first time ever in the history of Warhammer, for me, I won every priority roll. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So He's it, back. It, it <laughs> happened. I mean, I don't wrong. I only got two battle tactics the whole game. But I was scoring three primary points every turn, and he just wasn't able to score anything because yeah. he just didn't have the models left. Um. Yeah, it was just it was just a bloodbath. Like it, it really was, and it was a, a hard turn one for him to take in many ways because losing the amount that he did is is isn't easy. Uh, although, as much as I did say there, the, the incarnable ripped through a man crusher, it actually left a man crusher on one wound. Um, if I'd thought about it, I would have should have gone with the Mornfang first, but I was a little bit concerned the Mornfang would have almost lifted all three, but they. Turns out mathematically they wouldn't have, like I was a bit over exaggerating it, but between the two of them they did kill the whole unit, but I should have gone with the um fan first, potentially. They may have been able to pile out of range or yeah, you know, all those different things. But yeah, it was I mean, there were there was times where it looked like there was there was things that could be done, but it was just it's just too much raw power. In, in the list to deal with them, the man crushers and I've got the speed to reach them because I can run and charge so he couldn't hide anything I gave him I gave him turn one he tipped it onto the objectives and then I'm moving 11 plus d6 then charging mm. with plus two to charge between the frost lord and the banners so you just you can't really once I can if I can get if there's no impossible terrain there's not a lot of the board that you can you can hide from um I mean, there, there was there was moments where there was like the the Frost Lord and the Mega were in combat for a few turns, and you know that was going kind of wishy washy. But I was still so up in points that just removing all his board presence, and we spoke about after the game, and I think going forward he's agreeing with us is that they're just just make them all singles. And then I don't do yeah. half as much damage into them because exactly you've got to overcommit to kill yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Um, you've got much more mobility. I, I think it would have been so much better in my game against him as well mm-hmm. if he had them all as singles. I, I just couldn't deal with it as much. You had to split mm-hmm. attacks. You end up not killing some. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if, if I take four Mornfang into say three Man Crushers, I've kind of only got to split my attacks. I can only really afford to attack two of them. I have to put two Mornfang into each one, really. And yeah. Then it's not a guarantee I'm killing both of them. Or any of them. Yeah. Whereas going into the full three, you're just putting everything into them and there's, there's nothing wasted. So, yeah, I mean, on, on respect, if I, when I read his list, I thought he only had two threes and then the rest were single. 
which I still, which I think would have been would have been a lot better. I didn't realize he three threes in two singles. Otherwise, I would have said to him prior to the event, being like, "That's three threes is maybe too much." To give the man credit, he did paint eleven man crushes in three hours. He did, yes. What? Is, yeah, yeah, three, yeah. Eleven man crushes in three hours. Nice. I don't even understand that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that that's Sean. That's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to paint a few Saurus in three hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> three, three I painted three megas in about a month. But yeah. Um... So no, that was that was it. So I got I, I got the the win there. Um twenty two eleven. It wasn't yeah, it was just a bit of a, a massacre, really, that one. So two three, as is as is destiny for me, no matter what I take, I seem to but, very good but more than you thought you'd get. Yes, double the wins I thought I would get. So we'll we'll, we'll take that. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the prizes. Mm. Uh, I can't actually remember who won all of them, but the one that's relevant for this show <laughs> is mm-hmm. best painted. Highly, but, highly deserved. Yeah, um, thank you, thank you. Honestly, uh, like I. I, I, again, in a similar way, I was I was thinking about your gargants for like days after just the detail. I was sitting looking at them for absolutely ages, just like you, every time you looked at it, it was a new thing you found, and I just I absolutely love that. I can't even tell you how much I love those uh, those gargants. They were just so good. Well, it's one of the reasons. I mean, because I swapped with Grant, I swapped my um, crew boys with his gargants mm-hmm. um, because I wanted that big palette to convert with. Um, and I came, kind of came up with a theme over a, a little, a couple of weeks, and ran with it. And that they were kind of Amazonian. They were the female gargants that followed around King Broad. They were his wives that sort of bred his little mind crushers, which became gargants. Um, and because they were tropical, they killed arachnorocks, and then little go- forest goblins worshipped them and followed them around because they were bigger and harder old goblins um <laughs> but yeah so i mean i love the fact that i got the prize um but there was a good solid three and a half months of worth of work in them yeah so mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was good seeing them under the much brighter light because also a lot of the photos yeah. you sent me yeah. in your room the light isn't the brightest no, it's not the best. It, it's and, never going to be the best. Um, so yeah, being able to see them all with with all that detail. Uh, and those Gary Marshall awesome. has approached me and wanted to take more professional pictures of them. Um, I don't know if by his scenery or whatever, by his actual um, stuff. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. Studio lighting and things as well, and um, and the recognition of one of. You know, one of the very great painters. Oh yeah, on yeah. The Scottish mm-hmm. scene, one of the mm-hmm. great artistic mm-hmm. minds of the Scottish scene. Like, um, and I've, um, I've been told by the local GW store owner that he wanted to put them in the window, but he can't because he just get people asking if the new models are out for the gargants. Ah. <laughs> 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 Well, do you know what? If there's going to be a reason, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I think if I ever go down to um, 
Warhammer World for a tournament, I'll probably take them. Because mm-hmm. they're all they're, they're peel gargants. There's there's no non GW parts in there. Mm-hmm. They're all recognizable and everything like that. And I think that's in some ways to me that's part when someone looks at a model that I build, they look at it and go, Oh, I know that part. That's from the so and so kit. That's from mm-hmm. the so mm-hmm. it's, it's that little recognitions of that's what gets to me and I, I like that a lot. Same with like my um Gorgon that I made for my Beast of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um cross very much with the Great and Clean one kit. That's a lot of people recognize parts from here, there and everywhere. I, I really like that as well because I think if you do that you start to like imagine your own narratives in your head about why that why that's there as well and your own you build your own story, you know, like I think that's cool, you know, like uh, well, I like to think it inspires people to look beyond the one kit they have. Mm-hmm. And many people buy certain armies. A certain member of this podcast buys more than others. Um, has lots of spare parts and has provided me with them, so I'm not going to criticise him. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But you can combine them up and you can make your own custom models. That's still recognisable as whatever but still your own character to it, which is great. I I love that. I really do. Um, I I actually, I I did say before that Gargants are very much on my radar in terms of just because they're so different. Great job with them, Andy. Yeah, I don't know. I would try. I would do my best. But I, but one thing I I have like so you know with the Seraphon kits, you know, for example, like the, uh, you know, the Carnosaur kit, you you can double that into a Troglodon. Mm-hmm. So like you get a troglodon head and stuff with it. So like I have been saving up kind of like dinosaur parts basically, <laughs> uh, so that uh, when it comes time that maybe I might um, dangle these off of chains and stuff off of off of gargants and things. I'd actually really wanted to do. I, I can't make my mind up. I had really I'd really like the idea of doing frozen ones. I know it's not it's been done before. I know mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen people with them already, but I just love the idea of a kind of frost giant thing where it's like icicles and all that kind of stuff. And then I saw some guys uh, I can't remember their names, sorry if they're listening, but um some of the guys had, had brought gargants and like they had like they brought a Scottish theme and like they had like the the CU Jimmy hats on and stuff and were wearing kilts. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, that's just like literally the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and now I've seen yours, uh, Karen. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. Like, I can't decide now what, what a good Gargan actually is. But like, because um, they're all freaking good every time I see them. But uh, but yeah, I'll have Red, to think about wrestling it. Theme. Mexican luchador masks in wrestling. Oh, yes. I, yeah, that's I, right. I yeah. so tempted to do that. Just four gate, gate breakers, just mm-hmm. luchador in it. Oh, man. Yeah. You have like a scenic base of like a like a corner of a ring and someone jumping off like the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, there's just so much you can do. Oh, anyway, the big models are fantastic for that, and yeah, I mean you can get character into smaller models, but the larger ones you can get a bit more. But that that's the whole point of often with best painting. I find that if you have that big central character, central model. You, you're gonna get more people looking at them. Mm-hmm. You need to draw. It. You need to draw the eyes to your army in some. Way. Exactly. I mean, um, the style that I have, which is grimdark, is often it. It people like it, but don't vote for it mm-hmm. because it's difficult to see details. It's difficult to grasp that brighter, almost more GW style is always gonna draw the eye more. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
But not this time because not everybody time. did like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It must be nice if you put so much time and work into it, and you, you unveil it for like the first time, and like everybody just pretty unanimously goes, "Yeah, that's the one." <laughs> yeah. But, but well, the Scott did say it was close until it wasn't. Yeah. In other words, when people got off their arse and started actually voting, <laughs> like well, no, it's because it's him just cowing out of a box. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I've been, I've done that when I've when I've kind of stuff for tournaments, and it looks like it's pretty close, and then all of a sudden you just hit a run of one name for like yeah. best sports or best, well, for for best paid usually because there's more than, and then you're just I mean, like, okay, this is considerably obvious now who's winning this. <laughs> I think. If I were in a tournament game, I think I'll probably do first and second for best painted. Because mm-hmm. I, it, it's something that I feel as if a lot of people focus more on the actual gaming when the hobby is such an important part of the actual well, hobby. Mm. Um, because a lot of people put an eff- effort into it and time. Even if you're not what you consider the best painter, they put a lot of effort and time into trying to do their models. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually agree with that. You know, you do see some as well, like, for example, putting a lot of time and effort into their basing, which mm-hmm. I think is actually really good because because that's part of the look of the game itself, you know, like... Uh, you good know, basing makes or breaks models. Like, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I think yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking to the, the first or second thing, when I did Farm Hammer, I made uh, nomination certificates and pin badges for the five people that got nominated and, and stuff like that. And, yeah, I've got one on my wall. Yeah. And, 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 and they were very well received. I mean, Archie from Ireland had made his weekend. <laughs> uh, I believe it made him insufferable because he was speaking about it for a long time afterwards that he got a best paid nomination at a tournament. Didn't he say uh, that he placed it next to the table every single time he played a game? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> He's got my best, man. Best <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, especially like, if you, some of the people who think they're not great at painting, or they they see people who win in several awards mm-hmm. and they're standing over to be recognised, I think is important. Yeah, yeah. Or even awards things like the mid table master and things like that. Well, it's it's like okay, not yeah, okay, okay, mid table. But also, if you didn't before that, that's still you working up the ranks. You're still getting better. You're still... Yeah, so yeah I mean, like, originally that was a trophy that this podcast sponsored. It was kind of, you know, f- falling behind the wayside of us sponsoring it now. But that was my idea behind it. Was It's a trophy you can't play for. But it's something that is just a nice little thing to get. Like, yeah, you know, you're fine. You it shouldn't be the same people getting all the awards all the mm-hmm. time. And that's why I always love the be- the best in faction awards in mm-hmm. are based on sports books. I think it's Sorry. a great way to spread that around. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way of doing it. Mm-hmm. So we are on time of recording. Just well, this will come out, you know, tomorrow most likely. Um, so it's what a week, just over a week away now for Broken Realms. Mm-hmm. Is it next week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Seventy-two players again. Is it? Uh, I think that they were still looking for a few more, as, a, okay. as I understand it. Um, I mean, they may well get max. to the 72. Yeah, yeah, 72 yeah, max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I will be sitting in a tractor all weekend uh, harvesting. <laughs> so I'm uh, <laughs> not, not able to, to make it down for that one. Yeah. Ach, that's a shame. Yeah. 
I'll, uh, I'll be thinking of you. <laughs> if, if I could get a lift, <laughs> maybe on the Saturday morning out and Sunday morning, I'd be encouraged. Yeah, it's the bit of travelling for you. It's not as easy. Yeah, it's mm. travelling to Glasgow. Yeah. But yeah, it's no, it's good to see another another big, big numbered event kicking off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's it's a great event all around the Broken Realms. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, Matt always puts a lot of time and effort into organising, and I think it really shows. You know, and everyone has such a, a great time. I think, I, I, you know, I, I enjoy all of our tournaments that we go to. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's not one I don't like, but I will say that um, that what I have noticed that the Broken Realms tournament is quite an atmosphere at the end. I don't know if it's because it's not in like common ground games for the umpteenth you know because there's a lot of tournaments yeah, that have the common ground games because the venue's different i don't know if it's maybe that but there just seems to be this pure joyous camaraderie at the end of the uh, at the end of the day you know when um when people are announcing things there's a lot of humor and um and so on uh so yeah it's, it's just such a good tournament i'm honestly so excited about it i've been looking forward to it i was really hoping that there was going to be another one after the last mm-hmm. one and 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 thankfully there is uh, but many, um, many apparently in the works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but the question is, you, what Seraphon list you're taking? I assume you're taking Seraphon. I will be taking Seraphon. Like I've seen in the last podcast that, like, for me at the moment, um, I, this is really just like Six Nations training. You know, like I'm just yeah. trying to to drill, drill, drill. Um, the the list I've got at the moment um, that I ran at Tempest. I'm actually reasonably happy with. I mean, there's there's some things about it I'm actually not happy with, but you the concessions I have to make to fix those things, then kind of outweigh the, yeah. the th- you know it's the usual thing with any list I guess. But you know, it's with that when it's so carefully balanced, it be, it becomes a big deal. So I, I don't know if I'll I may I may change it up a little bit. There's a couple of things I've, I'm thinking about, but it won't probably be much different. I think I'm going to yeah. run run this more or less as is, um, uh, and we'll just see where we get to. Um, I think I have a lot of lessons, a lot of really key. T- Tempest for me, I have to say, and I won't, I won't t- spend too much time here, but Tempest for me was it was one of those tournaments where I really, really fucking learned a lot from it. I, you know, like I learn a lot from every tournament, but some you just come away from and you go, God, there's so many things there that I either did wrong or that I, I, I maybe did right even. But certainly that last game and even the game, you know, where I made the mistake at the beginning. You know, like uh, you, you, you learn more by making the mistake because you theoretically won't make it again. Cause it's gonna stay yeah, well, that's what happened. I didn't make that mistake the same in the game three, so I'm you know taking that forward. And I think there's there's, I, you know, I'm hoping for a better result even this time than than last time. But it's Good. still, uh, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, oh. very much. So. Congratulations, game on the game on the Six Nations team. I'm sure you'll well, uh, have yeah. well. Uh, you, you, I'm feeling the responsibility of it, honestly. Like I, I really do think, you know, I mean, uh, it's not lost on me that the other guys in the team are very, very experienced, and I've been brought in, kind of. Um, I, I don't know. What would you, would you want to call it a wild card option? I don't know. Uh, no, no, joke, no, I could joke it, joke that they're calling in the big guns, but I think that would be a joke too far. Um, <laughs> like, well, but um, last uh, year intentionally they brought new people on. I was one of those. Yeah, like it's part of the idea for Six Nations and why I was so on board with being a coach last year was the idea of bringing in new players that get to play for Scotland. But you've still got to earn your way there. You've still got to be a good player to get on the team. Exactly. You know, you've still got to well, throw I, I, enough I, decent results. I, I don't know if I would 
necessarily say I'm a good player, but I, 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 what I will say is, is that, uh, you know, I, I, what I've, I've detected from this is that it's about conscientiousness as much as anything else. Like, you know, yeah. if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you want, if you're still, if your mind is still all about learning and stuff like that, then I think you're the right kind of person, as, you know, like yeah. so. But, and it, but for now, you know, I, I know my, my role in the team um, and um, I just need to get the practice and there's just nothing else for it now. We've, I've got the list. I know what I'm running. Well, I, you know, the army I'm running and it's just let's let's uh, let's just get that practice. And so, yeah, this is another good one for me to do that um, under the right kind of environments against other people who are trying really hard to beat me. You know, that's that's the other thing. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, no holes barred at Six Nations. No, uh, and and while I get the the sort of logic of the kind of two two and all that kind of thing, uh, I am seeking that five and zero. Oh, like that, like you mm-hmm. know, every time I go in, every game I play, I'm like you know, and not in a, a horrible, ruthless kind of way, but I I am aiming for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think once we get Six Nations out of the way, I'll probably retreat back to Night Haunt for a while and just sort of enjoy it, you know. Like, uh, but uh, it, <laughs> not that I don't enjoy things, it. Sir, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's things like the clock as well. For so many players, that's new. You know, I never touched upon that actually. This, this, which is another reason why I really need to really need to get on this because and my hero phases were long, in, really long. The last in Six Nations that cost me a game. Because I was so pressured by the clock, my opponent ran out of time, but I was also running out of time, so I made a mistake which I never would have made if I had yeah. 30 seconds more. And then I yeah, was in the grand strat. That's a uh, tough one. Yeah, and so yeah. Yeah. But I'm still slow, you know. It's not that I'm slow, but my hero phases take so long, and I really, you can you can make a mistake so easily that like, and it can cost. I mean that that what cost me that game one. It was down, was down to one mistake, and I'm not saying I definitely would have won it, but you know what I mean. No. One 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 prop, one error there, so mm-hmm. um, so it can happen still for for my build. But um, yeah, exactly. you know, I need to work on my time, I think, and just make sure I'm getting that faster and faster and faster as I can. But I think it will because I, I've now got kind of the ordering of, of stuff in my head. Well, once better. you get to that flow chart, yeah, thing in your brain where you go, I need to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. Yeah, it flows better. I, I think it will. Like memorizing now. casting rules. Just yes, speeds exactly. Up, speeds it up so much. Well, here's the thing. I have a cheat sheet for it all just to help me with all that. And I bloody yeah. forgot it for Tempest, didn't I? Oh, so, yeah. like, <laughs> two days in a row, I forgot it as well. So, like, um, so I've Lamin- got it there. <laughs> Laminate it, Six Nations. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to fucking tattoo it, honestly. That's the only way this is going to work. But, like, um, so, yeah, it's got everything I need. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll see some, some slightly more. Hopefully, I won't miss the vegetarian queue for the lunch this time. You know what I'm well, saying? Hopefully. And- <laughs> You assume there is one. Oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yes, then, so there you go. That was Tempest. Yep. And then just briefly after that, we have Northern Invasion 20-something of October. Yep. The 10th one? The 10th Northern the 10th, Northern Invasion 10, indeed. Um, Studio uh, A. I'm very excited to see, uh, to play. That's 21st and 22nd of October. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to, to be there for that one. I'm really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. And then to round off the, the two dares, it is Farmhammer in Brewdog in Ellen. Is that gonna be the last tournament of the of the year? I believe the there's a one dare after them, but it is the last two dares. So it's the last chance to really get some Roofed. rankings points they, in. They get hammered. Uh, when are the rankings calculated actually, now that you say that? Um 
It'll be after the last tournament. So there's there is a there is a one day um in December, the second of December, bloodbath. So it'll be after then, because then there's no more scoring to be done. As okay. to exactly when. But it'll be it's Jan- January to... basically though, it's like uh, mm-hmm. done kind of thing. Well, so it'll have to be done in December because unless the masters oh. is changing, the masters runs in January. Oh, of so course. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean there, there's a chance that mathematically bloodbath won't affect the top rankings, so the rankings might kind of get done a bit before then, but chances are it'll be mm. like the week after then it'll be right, okay, here's your invitations for masters will come out. Yeah. Um, because it's the one there, it doesn't weigh as much as it yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, that'll be the last so the rankings will be done then and then masters invitations and that'll head out after then for whenever it's gonna be in January. I don't know. There's not been a date announced yet for it. Okay. Oh, there's also potentially another Clash of Clans. I one. don't believe. Yeah, that's the th- that is the 30th of September, first of October. Yeah, but that so. won't count. No, no, that won't count for the rankings yeah. or anything. But that, that, at least it's yeah. another. Again, uh, because it's during harvest, I just blanket my brain it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, being on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is that is. I put just as well for Farm Hammer. Uh, my reserve list is pretty bare. So if people are thinking they want to make it along, there is still a good chance that you will get a place because there's always drops. Yeah. And, and it, because you're giving out free beer. N- yes. Not free that was beer, a joke. but it's the best. <laughs> Wishful <venue>. thinking. <laughs> don't don't all start flooding. There's no free ever. beer. That was a joke. <laughs> best venue you could ever hope for. Some of the best menu you could ever hope for. It is yeah. probably the best tournament food by far. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's, I've got one name on my reserve list. So if you do want to come along, there will be space. I would mm. imagine. Because <laughs> please do come along. Drops. So yeah, that is us. That's everything covered. We will no doubt return after Broken Realms for the Andy show because he's currently the only one going. Oof. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's Save the date in your diaries. Indeed, <laughs> I'm sure Indeed. you'll all be dying to hear. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, um, yeah. Every every uh, story of Andy defeats are a good story. So no, it's the four one, the big four one of broken round. Oh Come yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna yeah. go for it. Right. I'm gonna go for it. So. All right. Yeah. So yeah. On that note, we will head off, and we will see you all again probably in a couple of weeks. Good night from Sterling. Bye, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Bye.